Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 18. My name is Patrick. I am joined by Seth and Steve. No Josh this week. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Bazinga. I'm gone. I'm Weird. sorry. I can't do this anymore. Oh, I, what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? <laughs> You've been gone for two weeks for Clown College, and this is the best you can do. Yeah, it's, well, it's this- true, actually. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like, because Steve came back from Clown College, and he just would not shut up in the group chat about it. And he... Like, he, he managed to, to shill it so hard, even harder than me shilling Deep Rock Galactic, that, that Josh has now gone to... I mean, he couldn't get into Clown College, but he went to Clown Community College. So, you know, good job, Josh. I uh, hope it goes well, but he is not joining us for this episode. Uh, He's chasing that yeah. classy. <laughs> God, I fucking hate that word so much. I think I vomited a little. Uh, all in favor to just restart... <laughs> <laughs> Nay, let's keep it. <laughs> oh, well, you're the one editing. Good luck, future Seth. Uh, good show. As I said, we took a break last week. Um, back and better than ever. Uh, unfortunately, because Josh is away, we don't get a phone update. So we'll have to leave that in the uh, in the teaser section for for what's sure to be a a uh, romp stomp of an episode nineteen. But uh, anyone else been to either Krispy Kreme or a Samsung store recently? I did go to Krispy Kreme because I went up to Mackay um, to go to Clan College and I did get a, uh, a whole dozen because uh, my grandma requested it um, and I ate six on the flight um, and I felt very ill. <laughs> wow, what a story. <laughs> I didn't regret anything I did, but six Krispy Kreme donuts in the space of an hour. What sort? Original glazed? Original glazed, yeah. Yeah, gotta go for the full dozen on those. No, no, but like, if if you if you eat six like non-original glazed, you you might actually die. Original Ish. glazed is, is yeah. tolerable. It's like it's like a good mix of. of <laughs> this is actually just it's- a Krispy Kreme shell, isn't it? I'm begging you, Krispy Kreme, please sponsor us. I'll do whatever you want. Give me that uh, donutsy. <laughs> You, okay, you you're, shit. you're on strike too. <laughs> you give me shit for the word classy and then you bring this into our world. Well, look, all I'm going to say is that donuts have a hole too. And let's oh, just leave that Jesus, there. how does it get worse? Josh, where are you? We need you back. I can't believe I said that. Now I really want to vomit. So you're the type to microwave a bagel, right? Fuck no, you toast anyway, a bagel. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> I really... I really don't know how to salvage the absolute train wreck of what's supposed to be a nice, friendly, family-friendly, good Christian tech segment and Krispy Kreme adventure, but thank you, Seth and Steve, for absolutely just train wrecking that. Uh, we might as well just go in around the lounge. I, I, I got nothing at this point. Steve, what have you been up to this week? Um, yeah, I'm finishing up San Andreas, the Grand Theft Auto Remaster. I'm just going to uh, have a couple of thoughts the more I play the game, the more thoughts I'm getting. Um... And I revisited The Last of Us, um, number one, uh, the remastered one they did for the PS4 back in like 2015. I picked it up for like $15 and I played through it. And um, that's a video game. It and is a video yeah, game. It is a video <laughs> game. Wow. Uh, I, I was always on the fence about whether it was a video game. Uh, I'm glad that that's been confirmed. Some say it's a good video game. Well, maybe we'll find out later. <laughs> if I think stick it's around, video stick around for about fifteen minutes to find out. Uh, so, what have you been up to? Uh, so I've done a bit more Stranger of Paradise by going into the post game, and I wanted to talk about what that post game is because I didn't get to last time we recorded, and I'm actually interested in hearing what you guys think of how they've handled it. Okay, you know we haven't played it, right? Yeah, that's, but- that's not the point. We can still pass judgment on shit. That's the whole point okay, of what we right. do. 
Yeah, you get. What do you I, think the last seventeen episodes have been, Steve? I explained no, no, it. To you listen to the story. I know that's the hard part. You got to listen to the story, but then after I finish talking, you, we can have a discussion on what you thought I said. Steve, do you, do you think do you think any of us actually played Elden Ring? What's <laughs> Elden just, Ring? We 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 saw we saw Yahtzee's review and just went, yeah, we could probably bullshit about this for like two hours, and and that's wait, what we did. Wait, so you're saying that I begged my girlfriend to get that for me for my birthday? And you guys didn't even play it, have I? Memed on. I bet it's not even a game, is it? Uh, Elden Ring doesn't exist. It's just Dark Souls 4 in disguise. Oh, man, that sounds good. As someone who's finished Dark Souls 1, holy shit, that'd be amazing. But yeah, uh, speaking of Elden Ring, I finally finished that game. So I can talk about it. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Just good segue. Some call it the psychic segue. I can give the Elden Ring update on, like, how I went about that final boss fight because it's bullshit and I hated it. Okay, fair enough. I got a little bit of a Pokemon story to talk about because I really I, I had a massive anime moment in that game. And last week, because we didn't record, I went and watched the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. I love how you didn't pass any judgments. Like, <laughs> well, I watched it. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, people have to listen to find out. Oh, look at that. Just, man, we're doing nothing but teasing what's coming up in this episode. It's great. It's great. Well, Love to I, see it. I can do um, one better. I will tease for next week's episode because I've been playing Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, but I'm choosing not to talk about that yet until I finish it. Oh, man. Well, why, why would you even bring it up if you don't have anything to talk about? Now, now you're just <laughs> going to drive someone, probably, to, to be slightly annoyed <laughs> because you don't talk about it. I'm sure all the Phoenix Wright fans, fans out there are shaking Look in their boots. Look at look at that the the rump stomp of an episode nineteen is really just coming to fruition and we're only seven minutes into episode eighteen. Uh, anything else this week, Seth? Gonna gonna take that as a no. Uh, good chat. That's cool. good chat. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> love 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 the chat as always. Mm. Big energy, big energy. Um, I've been playing Tiny Tina's. I <laughs> promise I won't talk about it for thirty minutes like I accidentally did uh, when we last recorded. Uh, thanks. I God. do. I do want you to talk about it because um, I really like the Borderlands series and I have some other thoughts. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm I'm into post game, and I'll admit the post game is surprising. Uh, I can't believe I'm taking a page out of Seth's book. Stick around to find out what I think about it coming up. <laughs> also, in the next probably hour to hour and a half, because that's just how we do things. Uh, but that's cool. Um, so how should we break this up? Uh, we haven't we haven't really. Uh, I was going to say we haven't had a movie chat for a while, but I realized we talked about the Batman more recently than I thought. Um, well, if Josh were here, we'd be doing Pokemon chat, so why don't we do Pokemon chat anyway? Suck it, Josh. Seth, you want to talk about Pokemon? Yeah, so uh, I, I'm i up to getting to Nimbasa City, which is where the fourth gym is. But uh, the last time I talked about this, I think I was getting through the first gym. So I've done the second and third gym since then, and where my story really takes place is in Castelia City, which is... I have a minor complaint about that city, and it's that... The song loops too the much. Architecture? <laughs> no, oh. the the background music. I I love the background music in this game, but the song. Wait, for is Castellia it is it, the, is it the price of public transport? No, because it, see, the price of public transport in Pokemon is that you've got to uh, fight your way through the subway. <laughs> yeah, it's topical. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon, that's, that, that's how I get to work most mornings. What do you What do you mean? It's just a Pokemon. Like, isn't that? Don't Don't you have that at at home? No, I I work, I, I work from home, so I don't. The only person I'm. You just walk downstairs and fight your housemate. Just, just the cat in the morning. <laughs> and the cat's currently up like uh, 15 to 1. One day I'll win. <laughs> we, we don't talk about uh, Steve's boxing training and how it's going against the cat. 
<laughs> no, don't worry. When Jake Paul is going to see my boxing skills, don't you worry. I've been training with oh. the meanest cat in town. Yeah, the same one that comes begging to you for food after it kicks your ass. Anyway, Seth, uh, so your one main, your one minor complaint is that the song loops got horribly off topic. Uh, we're going to be doing this a lot because it's just the three of us. That's just how this goes. Uh, please continue. <laughs> yeah, so like, there's like three or four loops in that song, and the first two loops are the exact same melody, and it drives me nuts because you're you're never inside anywhere long enough to get past that arm um, that second loop most of the time. So, uh, uh, yeah. it, it just sucks so much. But, um... Yeah. What a weird complaint. <laughs> no, yeah. I know exactly what that's like. Because if it... It's one of those things... Like, I'm assuming, right? Because I, I haven't played Gen 5, but I'm assuming it's one of those that as soon as you transition into or out of a building, it starts from the beginning again. So, all you do is listen to the piece that loops until you sit still for long enough that it changes. But you don't sit still for long enough because you're constantly doing things, right? It's more that um uh, going into other areas is what breaks it. So going into... That has a different track, I should say. So like going into the Pokemon Center or going to one of the other route entrances. So if you're going in and out of buildings, uh, it does keep continuing track and that's fine. But when you're um just running through the city back and forth to heal or whatever, that's when it's really annoying. But uh yeah, Fair so <laughs> so the um I the anime moment I had was um uh, with the gym leader itself and uh, I was actually doing really well. I had a pretty decent setup for that gym. I had a uh, oh, I was about to call it Ixian, um because that's my nickname for it. I I had a Blitzel with Flame Charge and this is a bug gym so Flame is really good against it. And I also had a Swoobat going. Did, where did Wait, hold up, hold up. Where did, did Ixian come from? Did you just did you just misspell Blitzel? No, uh, Ixian is. You, look, the... you, you you looked at you looked at those characters and you thought I can I can come up with a better arrangement for this. I'm gonna play Wordle <laughs> with with the fucking zebra's name. Uh, Ixian is the uh the lightning horse summon from the Farm Fancy games, and because it's a lightning zebra, I went with that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll accept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play on. Yeah, so um, flame charge on Blitzel really helped. Uh, swoop at with any flying moves really helped, but um. I get to Bo's, uh, uh, Leveny, his, um, his, uh, headlining Pokemon, and that thing just swept, swept my entire team, no problem, except for the Venipede I had right at the end. The Venipede was, like, three levels underneath it, so it's not that big of a gap, but nothing the, uh, Leveny was doing was actually damaging, so I somehow got to the point where, uh, my Venipede just pushed Bo to use Hyper Potions on his Leveny twice and still outlived it, and, uh, uh, got the win, leveled up twice off of it, and it immediately evolved right after the fight was done. It's like, perfect, that's the anime moment you want from Pokemon games. It's what makes it feel so good. Benavid yeah. is such a cool uh, Pokemon. It is, it is. Yeah. Was it, oh wait, is, is Speed Boost the uh, hidden ability? Uh, I think that starts from Gen 6 or Gen 7. Like, I'd, or maybe Black 2 or White 2. I'm pretty sure you can't. It, it doesn't exist in just standard Black and White. If it does, it's probably in the dream area. Yeah, yeah which you wouldn't be able to get to anyway. Yeah, Pokemon don't fall asleep anymore. <laughs> not, not since the uh, the internal cartridge, uh, the the internal time on like on all the cartridges ran out. No, I'm crying. I'm upset now. <laughs> Doing the fle- forever sleep. Although, although I don't, I don't think that happens with DS cartridges, right? That's that's more of a GBA cartridge thing. Could be wrong. Let us know. Yeah, I believe <laughs> so. I've, it, uh, it, it's a, it's more the Pokemon don't sleep anymore because Nintendo shut down the Wi-Fi services for DS games. Yeah, okay. Well, that that just makes everyone sad. So you had your big anime moment. It it became a 
Scolopede? Yeah, Scolopede. Hey, look at that. Willopede. Still, still got it. No, no, Willopede. Yeah, it's Willopede, not Scolopede. Yeah. Scolopede's the last one. Oh, for some reason I thought you I thought you started at the middle evolution. Yeah. No, okay. no, I was using yeah, a Venipede, the first one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I didn't know Venipede was such a tanky Pokemon, and now I love it because of uh because it's it survived that gym, basically. That's cool. Uh anything else on Gen 5? Or are we gonna wait so you can uh have a have a have a friendly chat with uh with Josh about the the pros and cons of it. Uh yeah, I'll I'll leave it there. Uh Gen 5 good. I like it a lot except for the Castellia City music. Fair fair enough. It's a, it's a shame that that drops its uh, overall score by 7 points. Yeah, it it's unfortunately went from a 15 to a shit. I should have done the math before I started this joke. <laughs> an 8. Unlucky. Hey, there we go. Better luck next time. Come, come for the Gen 5 chat, stay for the basic math. What's, what's not to love about Fast Travel Lounge? Uh, Steve, you want to tell us about... Actually, you, you know what? It's, 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 been, it's been a little while. I'll let you pick. You want to you you do San Andreas or Last of Us? I will do San Andreas because I'm just going to dunk on that for a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. We love enough. a good dunking. Yeah, it's true. so, it, it's true. so I, I said it aged well, um, and then I, it hasn't. <laughs> the more you get into it and like the bigger the sort of combat scenarios are the more you realize that the combat in that game is literally fucking bullshit garbage um like because there's no cover system because it was like cover systems weren't invented yet in like what 03 when it came out um so you sort of right, have to, like, so, so it's just it's just you getting shot from random angles or li- like so what, what that is, is it? literally it and literally usually when like if there's more than like two or three enemies out you'll take like two or three shots deal with all of them and then two or three enemies will come out take two or three shots and then you deal with them so like if you start like if you have like low health like it's you can almost see like oh yeah cool like this is it like unless you can sort of predict and camp where they're gonna be and shoot them down like it's it just gets a bit like frustrating and like health recovery during missions is like it's sort of there in the longer ones but during during the shorter ones if you like get ambushed or just lose like a bit too much health it's like well all right well you start the mission again that's fine and there's some weird like checkpoints during the missions that i've been like there was one that i was playing this morning and i had like what the bar was like red and flashing and i and it saved just then and like just as a enemy was coming out and shooting me so i could okay, cool i'll reload the checkpoint uh-huh. okay cool i'm dead again okay cool yeah. okay cool um so i'm just like all right cool i'll do the mission again and that was pretty frustrating but yeah the, the combat is fucking age like dog shit so what would like do you so what what are there is there anything simple that rockstar could do to upgrade san andreas remastered that would revitalize the combat is it just as simple as putting walls in places where you can use this cover well it's not even that there just like isn't a cover system so like if you like if there is a wall or something you can hide behind you have to like go out of it and it's not like as if you snap towards it so you'd have to sort of like do a weird awkward run out do a sort of take as many shots as you can and go back in. So it would be a cover system would have fixed it. But that cover system wasn't... It, it just shows that, like, a cover system wasn't invented when San Andreas originally came out. And I'm, I've been sort of dealing with it by just sort of camping and just sort of blind firing everything. Or uh, there was, like, one mission I had a rocket launcher and I just nuked everything. Yeah, has, has it pushed you towards the dark side and just used cheats? Nah, nah, because if you use cheats, it ruins achievements. Um, and God forbid I don't get an achievement. And <laughs> God forbid you don't get your serotonin burst from the Xbox yeah. Live uh, achievement sound. The Fair enough. Ding! Um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good one. Such oh, a yeah, good that's, sound. That's, 
That's a good one. And now that they've, since they've implemented that one, that it's like I think if it's under ten percent, it makes like a it's like a a, a different sound. Um, Sorry, it, it makes a what sort of sound? I, I can't do the sound, but it it almost <laughs> sounds like a diamond sheen. Um, yeah, fuck, that's such a good. Oh, I'm just, I'm Does it also good. have a different one for when you get the hundred uh, percent one, or did they remove those? Uh, those no, no. Uh, oh, some games have them, some games don't. Um, it, it, I could, depending on the game, they'll have it, and it will be what like worth because Xbox Game Score always adds up to a thousand, and then there's DLC that'll add up like more and above that. So some games will have like a a game score of one hundred for unlocking all the achievements. So technically, like that's the last achievement you would unlock, so you can't get the thousand without it. And I remember back when I was achievement hunting back in the day, like six or seven years ago. Um, there are a couple of games where, like, that last achievement wouldn't unlock because it's waiting for itself to unlock because then it counts oh, as all no. achievements. Um, because that was just the way that the back end worked, and I was like three or four games that just it didn't work, and I was like, "This is fucked. I hate this." I remember um, then, some three sixty yeah. games. They just uh, they had that final one that, that was like the platinum trophy equivalent, but they still made yeah. it worth like zero because it was like this. Yeah, all the other ones add up to the five k. Or whatever it is, and this is the one. Yeah. This one is just zero. Yeah, I think it was like one of the Naruto games does it as well. Um, I think it might have been Borderlands One or Borderlands Two has it for one of the DLCs. It's like, oh, you've collected all the achievements in all the DLC, and it's worth like one gamer score. It's God, like that's fucking... that's so frustrating. I hate it yeah. when it's like you go do everything else and it's worth nothing. Yeah, or uh, or or if the game is um, I I don't know what the equivalent of a platinum trophy is in in Xbox world, but. Uh, it's the equivalent of a platinum trophy for like a PlayStation game, but because it's a smaller game, the developers were like, "Oh no, let's just give them the gold for fin- like for for getting everything." Oh like, yeah, bro. that that was that was mostly in like smaller download games because I think Sony had a policy that the game had to be so big to get a platinum or something. It's a bullshit oh, policy. Interesting. Yeah, because back is, in the old Xbox Live, policy. in the old Xbox Live arcade days, uh, for the three hundred and sixty, the achievements. For like some of the smaller games would only be like up to two hundred. So like Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie when they came out for the three sixty, they only had like a two hundred gamer score and it was so fucking weird. Um, and it wigged me out because it was my first experience with it. And everything else has got like a thousand. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So enough about achievement chat. I could be here forever getting that. <laughs> so San Andreas, uh, so- at least. There you go, Pat. Yeah. No, I was going to say. So so yeah, you you found you found a, a completely aged combat system in San Andreas. Uh. I don't know. I feel like some GTAs have more of an emphasis on combat than others. Like some missions, you won't even need to worry about the combat at all. Is the issue, like, do the issues with the combat system hamper the experience that much? Or is it mostly when you're doing missions, you're like, oh, fuck, it's so annoying. Yeah, it's only when, like, you're doing missions, it's like, oh, shit. Like, and it, the, the more you go on, the more sort of combat heavy it gets. So, yeah. because I wasn't that far into it before, I'd only, I'd only had, like, a couple of combat encounters, so it didn't really matter. But now it's just like wave after wave of enemy, and it is really frustrating. It it, it is sort of hampering the experience because, like, when you sort of break it down, like, what else are you doing except for like sort of combat missions type of thing? Like, I sort of maybe it's just because I'm a bit older and I sort of I'm a lot more time poor. But I, the magic of just fucking around in the world isn't there for me anymore. Like, I remember when I was like what, eleven or twelve or however old I was when I first played this game. Me and my mates would just come around and we would just. Like, we didn't even know there were missions type of thing. Like, it's <laughs> such a foreign concept. Um, and yeah. now I'm like, all right, cool, what can I do? Okay, I can drive around for a bit. All right, I'm bored. 
um, going to a mission. So that, yeah, it is sort of making the experience a bit negative. And another thing, look, I'm just going to go on a rant here. The, the more I'm playing, the more like bugs I'm finding, like with like weird cars dropping out of the sky, draw distance, like just like not existing anymore. Like I had a couple of missions that were like, I just could not finish. Like it was bugging out to the point where like I had to close the game, reopen it, go do the mission again and it was still breaking and I'm like oh, what's the problem here and then like I had to close it again after like three or four reddit posts um and I just had to keep closing it until it worked and that was just really frustrating and it's like it's it's essentially every master game like there shouldn't be any of these sort of bugs and I know when it released it was like really bad but that from what I was playing of it and from what I've seen online it does look like they fixed a lot of it but far out there's still so much there like it's pretty disgusting and if i if i didn't get it through game pass i would probably be like legitimately filthy about like paying money for it um that's that's kind of how bad it is for me like you don't expect that type of thing but yeah that's my grand theft auto rant um right yeah i don't I, I, i still don't think i can if people are out there looking for it like if you do buy it you're getting uh gta 3 gta uh, Vice City and GTA San Andreas. Yes. Yeah. And so that probably does offset it. Like if I, if you're buying it one by one, you'd probably feel pretty like ripped off by it with all the bugs and all the problems. To be honest. Um. But then at the same time, it's it's I a really big. You can even buy them one by one. You have to buy the full collection. Oh really? Oh, okay. I, I think so. Oh, um, well, I don't know. All I know is that Game Pass gave me San Andreas, and of all can the can we buy I them could... one by one? Let us know. <laughs> If you're Grand Theft Auto, write in. <laughs> if you're not committing Grand Mr. Theft Auto. Auto. <laughs> Mr. Andreas. Yeah. But if you yeah, do have Mr. like a, if, if someone listening does have like a really big nostalgia factor for him, go play it. Like it is, it is pretty good to sort of go back and it's like, oh, it's that's exactly right. how you remember it. <laughs> it is. No, it is unironically exactly like you remember it. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. These are all these problems. There is, the bit of the magic is lost. Um, I'll be straight up front about that, but it, yeah, if you've got Game Pass, you can't go wrong because San Andreas is on there. <laughs> um, I think PS Now has Vice City or GTA 3 or whatever that weird service they've got is. Um, and then if you want the other one, I guess you can buy the collection. Yeah. But yeah, I'm and still going to play it. I'm still going to finish it. Imagine advertising yeah, PlayStation Now when we're an Australian podcast and we don't have access to it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> leave it for the news section. Leave it for the news <laughs> section. Yeah, true, true. If, if you want to figure out what Seth's talking about, stick around. <laughs> Just nothing but teasers constantly. Um, that does uh su- super super quick tangent because all of mine are. That does remind me that uh I heard I think it might have been Smallant talking about some of the mods to Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, in that even though it's a complete like you know facelift, it's all chibi style or any uh, and everything. Apparently, most of the back end like game code is just identical to uh shoot. I, I don't know if it was identical to, to Diamond Pearl or if it was identical to Platinum. It was identical to one of them to the point where the people that made mods were able to just almost entirely port the mods from the, the DS game cartridges over because it was just the same code oh, just running in a, in a different game. Which, on one hand, it's like, hey, that's kind of cool. On the other hand, it's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Demon's, uh, Demon's Souls PS5 done the same thing where it's all built on the original game's code. It's just a shiny new coat of paint. 
Yeah, I just I just found that funny because it's sort of like what you're talking about with a remaster in terms of yeah. you know is it a remaster if it's the same code? It's the whole like new new car fallacy. Anyway, uh, thank you for that, Steve. Um, yeah, ob- obviously <laughs> you you summed it up pretty well. Uh, I guess we'll throw it back to Seth. Uh, what what do you, what do we what do we want to hit? What do we want to hit? Your de- dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Uh, let's hit Strangers of Paradise. Uh, okay, f- I wouldn't pick that one, but okay, fine. Uh, so uh. Yeah, last, like I mentioned last week, fantastic game. I finished it in like a weekend. I had such a good time with it. Uh, so into the post game, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this because since this is a level select sort of game, they go, okay, so um, once you finish the game, you unlock chaos difficulty, which is all the levels. <laughs> Holy fuck. I this, thought you just this killed actually, it. This actually does sound exactly like Tiny Tina's post game, but I'll, I'll let you finish. I'm, I'm, I'm going to insert my Tiny Tina's chat after this because I think it'd be funny, but continue. Okay, so you unlock chaos difficulty and it's like, okay, so all the levels in the game are going to get bumped up in difficulty to make like a new game plus mode sort of thing. So uh, I believe the last level in the base game ended around like uh, item level 120 or so. And it, uh, the first level starts at item level 130 for uh, chaos difficulty. But the thing that I think is interesting is that you can spend the uh, post-game currency to uh, upgrade every level's difficulty by 10 points. So uh, in the end, you could have every single level hit a maximum cap of uh, item level 300. And so theoretically speaking, you can have every single uh, mission and every single side mission as difficult as each other. And I just think that's a really interesting way to kind of like handle the difficulty of the game because but if you're just wanting to replay a level that you like but you've got gear from later in the game that out levels it and you just kind of mulch everything you can bring up that difficulty to match what uh, gear you have and like get another bit of challenge again but like why like are you getting like more experience more levels the more difficult the the stages uh, like what's the eras are just like oh cool i like playing this we're gonna play it again but harder a uh, little bit of that a little bit of um it, the gear drop is based on the level the difficulty level of the uh the level as well and because it's so heavily reliant on like the loot system of the game uh you're just constantly wanting to pick up loot to try and upgrade every time and like maybe a level has a gear set like look that you like because this game doesn't have a refashion system or anything like that which is a little bit annoying but um, if you like the gear set from a particular level, uh, you can bump up the uh, difficulty of it and get like a very high end version of that gear that you can just always have equipped. Hmm. Right. But uh, again, like, what's the is is the draw entirely that you are replaying content, or is there something new to experience other than the difficulty shift and the associated loot changes with it in playing through the levels again? just the difficulty level and the loot system shift it's more like an idea of like well you've gone to the end of the um the game but uh, let's say um let's say okay so the first level is item level 130 and if you get to the end i i can't remember off the top of my head but let's say it's 210 once you get to the final level if you go back to level uh, level one it's going to be extremely easy and you're going to be killing everything in one hit so uh, you can bump it up to make it to the point where it's like, oh, this feels like the final level difficulty and I can actually have fun firing these things again instead of just steamrolling the, through the game. That's interesting. I, hmm. I, yeah, I don't know what to think about that. 
if you think yeah. about it from yeah, if you think about it from like you've got a little bit of experience with like Dark Souls and Elden Ring and stuff, it's like, well, I've gotten to the end of the game and like not doing new game plus sort of thing, like I'm going back to these older areas and I'm just one hitting everything. There's no difficulty to these things and like maybe I've missed the boss fights from earlier in the game. I go back there and I just instantly defeat it in ten seconds without even trying. This is like a way to circumnavigate that. But, but you see, I, I don't necessarily count that as a negative because I've I've hit that in Elden Ring where I've I've missed a boss fight and I've gone back and I've fought it. And it has been easy. But I don't feel like I'm missing out. Like, hmm. Maybe it's because I'm becoming more matured with how I spend my time. But I don't... I don't regret doing something that makes a boss fight or... I don't regret doing something that makes my life easier in the long run. That's why I grind side quests right like if if i was looking for a challenge i'd attempt the main story quest without any form of level ups and that would suck and it would be horrible and if i survived it then yeah i'd feel a sense of accomplishment but if i go into all the side quests and then come back to the main quest and then start one hitting everything i don't necessarily feel like i'm getting a lesser experience out of the game as a result because i feel like the difficulty that i'm missing is made up for the amount of effort that i've put in to get this strong if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. And you can still do that in this post game. So it's like, you're not missing out on doing that sort of thing. It's all entirely optional. And even if you do unlock a, unlock the level to be a higher difficulty, you can always shift it around to be uh, lower, back to where it started. So you could always hmm. set level one to be back to level 130 or anything in between that and the cap. So it's like, really, it's all about just doing it again for the gear or doing it for wanting to uh, uh for, for get... the love of uh defeating chaos yeah exactly because <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's interesting yeah yeah i guess it's probably one of those things like in my mind that seems like okay that's just content for the sake of content um like you can essentially just do it forever and that sort of if you're happy with that that's fine but it's probably more of like if you are genuinely enjoying the game yeah and i i think another big part of it is like wanting to replay certain boss fights without absolutely steamrolling them because this game has a um, combat system that's uh, very engaging and a lot of fun to deal with. So you might want to go back to an earlier boss fight, but you don't want to just steamroll it. You want it to be at a level that's suitable for what your gear set is. Yeah, it's in, in a weird way, it's like a reverse accessibility option because yeah. you want people to go back and enjoy it by making it harder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but but beating the thing is does feel pretty good. Oh, if I true, beat it true, in two true. hits. True. I don't know. <laughs> That's why you always play um, game journalist difficulty. Which the game does have. <laughs> game journalist difficulty. It actually does have game journalist difficulty. Yeah, it, it, has, like, make it, it, easy. it has a difficulty it's... mode called story difficulty, which is game journalist difficulty. God, I fucking hate that so much. Like, <laughs> like I, I understand, like, so, some people are like, oh, okay, this game's too hard, but at the same time, like, it's a video game. Like, if you imagine paying, like, $80 for it, putting it on story mode, and, like, nothing's really challenging you, and you're just watching, like, you watch we, the cutscenes. We, definitely, yeah. yeah, we've definitely had this discussion as well, but, like, how, how much easier later Pokemon games are to earlier, and it's like, kids these days are so much better resourced, and like yeah you know, it's 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 not like kids these days have a harder time figuring out problems than we did when we were kids there are just so much more hand-holding in things like pokemon games now which is weird as a 26 year old to complain about 
but it's also kind of true in like, man, there's like full-blown tutorial sections of Pokemon games now, whereas, you know, back in the day, it was just like, all right, you know, <laughs> if you step into the wild grass, you could die. <laughs> Here's a Pokeball. Good luck, kid. Well, back in the day, I couldn't work out that um, you have to go up to Viridian City and then get the medicine from the Pokemon. I'll get the Pokedex from the Pokemon, then go down back to Palatown. I didn't work that out, so I had like level 40 charis up before one <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like all thing. that, right? It's just like, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like a difficulty... Yeah, it's, it's funny seeing how the difficulty in video games changes over time and some market themselves as being harder or easier and, and what that does. Like, you know, Elden Ring is an easy example of, it's like, yeah, no, we, we didn't make this game easy. There's no, there's no like easy mode for this. Just get good or die. <laughs> um, so to, to, re to return to Stranger of Paradise. Uh, so if you're going through the post game, do you plan on repeating every level on, on like max cap just to, just to get the gear? Uh, yeah, I, I, so it does, it's going to take a bit of grinding to do because it does require our uh, post-game currency to do, but I do plan on doing co-op runs. Whoa, whoa, through. whoa. Post-game currency? Yeah, with your credit card. Uh, so <laughs> throughout the game, you get these things called anima shards, uh, and they, they're basically- Isn't uh, that the thing from Assassin's Creed? All right, man. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I, that I said, too. I said fuck, anima, man? not animus. Oh, no, no, we, we know, we know. <laughs> but uh, the question still stands. Yeah, no, it's not. It's something completely different. But yeah, uh, they're basically <laughs> they're basically um, EXP candies from uh, for uh, your jobs. And later, uh, once you finish the game, you get uh, anima crystals, which are a significant boost in how much XP it is. But you can also spend them to uh, increase the difficulty cap of levels. And so I'm just going. I'm just going to grind out a whole bunch of those to just max out every level and then do a co-op run later. That's cool. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about Stranger Paradise? Ah, uh, no. I think, I think that's basically it. Uh, so you were mentioning Tiny Tina's uh, post game before. Yeah. Do you want to get into that? I, I, I do, and I'm, I'm definitely time boxing myself to ten minutes because I'm not making that mistake again. <laughs> I can't wait for the one hour chat. Yeah, I know, right? So I finished Tiny Tina's. Uh, side point, story, uh, my, my main complaint from, oh, I keep wanting to say last week, from last episode, was that I wasn't sure how invested I'd be in the story, because I know the story takes place in a very isolated, it's, it's literally a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, right? It makes, there, there is no bearing on the Borderlands universe from playing through the story of this game, and I don't know if I'd be invested in the story as a result. The story is fine, like, the story is good. I, I quite like where it went, I like how it wrapped up, I, I felt invested in the story. I'm still... I don't know, a little bit iffy on whether I'd rather it be tying back into the universe or not, but story's good. Finished it, enjoyed it. Um, I'm in I'm in the post-game now, and I actually went back and finished it a second time on a different character. <laughs> Just because that's how I play Borderlands games and help me. <laughs> but, I refuse. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, the post-game is interesting. So the post-game, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on it, because when you finish the game, you unlock chaos difficulty. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> um, God, another game uh, I need to go to to kill chaos. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Chaos is everywhere. Go go kick his ass. Um, so in... in uh, I actually don't remember what the post-game for Borderlands 1 looked like. Uh, I know there was extra bosses that were harder to fight in the DLC. Uh, yeah, like things like Chrome is, is what I remember. Yeah, from Borderlands one. I can't remember if Borderlands One even had a post game. 
it, it's it. I don't think it did I know, because I know I remember, two did. I know two yeah, had two a post game boss. I I remember it had several. I'll get into that. Um, one um one I remember grinding the um I want to say Iridian Promenade, but that might be from Borderlands too. The the final area with the Iridian Guardians was the best way to level up in Borderlands One that I found, and it has been a while since I played it. But I don't remember there being a, a better area to do it, even with the DLC areas. So that and fighting Cromorax was sort of the the end game content. Uh, Borderlands Two, they actually did have end game content because when you finish the game, you were normally around level thirty ish, thirty to thirty five, I'd say. And base game, your level cap was 50, and then they increased that to 69, I think. Nice. With yeah, DLC, nice. Uh, with, yeah, nice, nice. With, with DLC increases. And so what they did was they introduced the uh, the concept of Invincibles. And so the post game in, in Borderlands 2 would be that you go back through the game again, New Game Plus for true Vault Hunter mode, and then they introduced as part of DLC Ultimate Vault Hunter mode, which is that you go back through the game a third time uh, and just make everything harder. And then you could do OP levels where you were still at level 69. Ha, <laughs> nice. Um, but everything else could be it up to 10 levels above time. you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but everything else could be up to 10 levels above you. So you'd just be doing, like, everything was just a bullet sponge by that point. But all the gear that you found was scaled to that level. And it had its issues because it was very gated and you had to do OP level 1 before OP level 2, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you didn't have to repeat the game. It was just like a challenge. It was like an end game challenge that you had to do to level up your OP level. Uh, but that was fun. And so doing that against the Invincibles, there was like a loot set that you could only get at, you know, ultimate Vault Hunter mode. It was pearlescent weapons. And then I think that they introduced iridescent weapons as well. Anyway, there was a big post-game uh, si- like system in, in Borderlands 2. Borderlands 3, they tapered it back a bit. There were still Invincibles, I'm pretty sure, but they did more kind of raids sort of thing. They took, they took a page out of WoW. Uh, so you went through the game... Uh, there was, I'm pretty sure there was New Game Plus, yeah, there was New Game Plus in in Borderlands 3, it's weird how long it's been since I've played that now, um, but there was still a post-game, the post-game was you did raids, where you had to go through what was basically a level, and if everyone on the party died, that was it, but the idea was, if you did it and you fought the boss at the end, you got some really good shit. I didn't actually do it that much, because it was only scaled to doing it with four people, and I didn't actually have that many people that I knew that played Borderlands 3, at least compared to two, so... I didn't get into the the, the super endgame stuff in, in 3 like I wanted to. I was able to do some stuff solo, but I, I still had fun. I still enjoyed it. So, that's just setting the scene. And we're not going to talk about pre-sequel. Fuck that. Um, so, that's I just setting the scene pre-sequel. for Tiny Tina's. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> your, your opinion isn't valid and you're wrong. This is right. kind of I, was segment. Listening, I was listening <laughs> yeah. to it last week and I'm like, what do you mean? I like pre-sequel. But, oh. <laughs> Pre- anyway. Pre-sequel had bits but as soon as i finished the story that that was done it was done for me it didn't have enough of a hook to pull me back in for for any sort of post-game stuff um maybe yeah, maybe no, it's good fair. i don't know but borderlands 2 excellent post-game borderlands 3 good post-game but you needed friends which i'm not going to say was a problem for me but it had its own issues tiny tina's uh it's only one playthrough Th- this was interesting to me it's only one playthrough i finished tiny tina's at max level on the first playthrough there's no new game plus or anything it's just one playthrough so that's already a change uh it just so happened that i did every side quest along the way because i really wanted to savor the experience and so the second character that i ran through i just sped run the the damn thing and you know now i'm going back and and getting that character to the max level so the post game uh when you finish the game i'm not going to discuss story spoilers or anything you unlock what's called a chaos chamber and what that does is it's like the OP levels in Borderlands 2, but you can turn it on. Yeah, so it's it's a combination of Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3 post-game. 
Borderlands 2 post-game was let's just crank the difficulty of everything and make it harder. Borderlands 3 was let's add a bunch of modifiers to playing through the game to in some ways make things easier and some in some ways make things harder. Uh, but uh, but there's no like level gating associated. So Tiny Tina's has done has combined those two. So when you finish the post-game, you've unlocked Chaos Level 1. And so what that means is you can turn on Chaos Level 1, which just makes shit harder to kill, but you get more money and you get better loot, that kind of thing, all the way up to level 20. But to level up, you need to do a Chaos Chamber. And Chaos Chamber is a... It's, it's basically randomly generated content, kind of like Hades almost, where you do a, a dungeon run, but throughout the dungeon run, you get currency specific to the dungeon run that you can use to buy like upgrades in the middle of it, that kind of thing, um, like upgrade gun damage, that kind of stuff. Uh, or any currency you have at the end of it can be used to sort of purchase your chances of getting a good weapon. So you'd be like... You get to the end of it, you're like, I want to buy an SMG. And if you have enough, the SMG would be pretty good. It would give you like a few. Uh, but you can you can leave Chaos on or you can turn Chaos off uh, at, at will. Like you have to reload the level, but I could, if I had, if I did the Chaos Chamber enough and I unlocked Chaos, Chaos level 20, I could go to any level in the game and turn on Chaos level 20. I don't know why I'd do that, but I could. And the only draw to it is you have a, a chance for better loot. They call it chaotic loot. And at, I think, chaos level, like maybe 17 onwards, you get volatile. And it's just it's just stats. Uh, it's just better stats, uh, better base stats on, on things. So, but is it, is it like, think, the, like, the, like the, sorry to interrupt, but like, does it have like yeah. those weird Borderlands things? Like it's a, a gun that shoots out like 50 other guns or something? Or is it just like the numbers <laughs> go up type of thing? Uh, between normal chaos and volatile, it's just numbers go up. Okay. There, there might oh, be. Pe- yeah. People are... People are still trying to figure out if there's stuff that can, if there's like a legendary that can only drop at, at Chaos or Volatile. I, as of recording this, I don't know of any that do that, but that might be what they've done because they've, they've done that in Borderlands 2 and 3 where you have to be at a certain difficulty for something to even spawn. Uh, so what I want to get your opinion on is that in previous Borderlands games, there was always something to do in post-game. In this, there's no new game plus. You have this kind of dungeon-runny type you know, quest for loot, but there's no goal that you have to work towards this post-game. And I think that's kind of interesting because Borderlands 3, yeah, you, there were like raids and stuff you could take on. This, you can do a dungeon run with friends or what have you, but there's no like boss per se that you can go and fight as like a mark that you've done the post-game. Like the, the post-game for Tiny Tina's in some ways doesn't exist. Do, do you kind of get what I mean? There's no goal that you're working towards. Yeah, I think I... yeah, I think I get that. Um, I'm not sure if I like it though. Like you're just sort of doing it to sort of get better. Is it like is it at least like a time attack type of thing, or is it just like you you're doing it for to get more loot so you can do it faster? It's it's exactly you you do it to get the chance to get better loot, to do it faster, or to do it easier. Uh, it's 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 weird, right? Because it's kind of like the Monster Hunter like mindset I was of just about I, to say isn't that yeah, monster hunter yeah exactly I, I will fight a monster until i get better loot to fight a better monster and that's kind of what tiny tina's is offering but it feels worse yeah i've i don't know if i'm a fan of it because it it sounds like it's just dungeon running with people for the sake of dungeon running with people and yeah. 
Mm, this content for the sake of content. Yeah, you're yeah right. I feel like there needs to be a payoff at the end of a run to make it worthwhile, but it doesn't sound like there really is one. Or is there like some sort of like weird achievement that unlocks after you beat it like 69 times or something? <laughs> um, there might be an achievement for beating Chaos Level 20. I'm not sure. I'm not at that stage yet. Um, I, I will say uh, the payoff for finishing a Chaos run is that uh, a lot of the bosses in Borderlands don't respawn. So this is kind of the way to farm their gear. But again, you're farming their gear sort of, it's kind of like a to do what. So I'm yeah. enjoying playing it, but I feel like it has a lifespan on it because at least until the DLC comes out, because almost all the DLC are level increases, story increases, and almost all of them have some kind of post-game enhancement in some way. So I'm hoping that the DLC kind of freshens it up a bit. But in terms of, Oh, good! I finished the game. You know, I've I've sped run the game. What's my reward? There's nothing, and it, it's really weird for a Borderlands game to say that because it's, it's it it feels it feels worse, but that doesn't mean that I haven't had fun. You know, you know what I mean? It's just sort of I'm, I'm mm. in a weird state trying to trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's so I see where you're coming from with this sounding very similar to. Uh, this way Stranger of Paradise is handling it. And I'm- and that's exactly why I wanted to bring it up, because it, yeah. sounded, it sounded like you were ripping a page out of my book when you started talking about the Stranger of Paradise endgame. Yeah, and, like, I, I get the appeal. It's just, I think it depends on, like, if you're a fan of that gameplay style and, like, what's on offer, because a lot of our what Stranger of Paradise is fun for me is just engaging with the combat system. So mm. wanting to redo the levels over and over again on higher difficulties because my gear is getting too strong for the bosses, that's what the appeal is. Go back, fight the bosses just to have fun and engage with the combat mechanics. Uh, in yeah. this, I assume it's all because like the Borderlands loot and shoots factor is what's really fun about the games. So just go have fun looting and shooting in an, like, an almost endless dungeon sort of thing. It's just... I don't know. For Borderlands, I feel like I need a little bit more than that. Yeah, yeah. I've I've enjoyed what I've played of the post game, and weirdly, I think I would have more fun running because I've now done two classes through the game. Uh, which in some ways, I'm glad that they only have one playthrough because, oh man, I I did get a little bit sick of running all of the classes through Borderlands two three times each, <laughs> but. Uh, it does feel like there's a time limit on this uh, post-game-wise more than more than previous games, which is also funny because a lot of more prominent Borderlands, like pro-Borderlands community voices have talked about how this is the po- the best post-game they've ever had in a Borderlands game. And on one hand, I can see it. Mechanically, it's very sound. It doesn't feel like you just hit a wall and it and it sucks, but you have to power through it for some sort of reward. But the problem is, I feel like the way they've done that is by removing the reward. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, just it's yeah. just go and have fun, which I can see the appeal of. I really can. It's just yeah. it's you need to be super into it. And I, I also think it, it's relying a little bit too heavily on having fun with mates because it would be a lot of fun with mates. It would be a hell of a lot of fun to like get a get a squad of four together with your all different classes and builds and stuff and just and just going and having fun. But for the solo uh, Sigma male grind set, which I'm you know <laughs> we're all on it, right? We're we're all on that grind set. Uh, but it definitely feels, uh, yeah, like like there is a timer before you just start to lose a bit of interest when you're doing it solo. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say about Tiny Tina's. Um, I'm glad that you guys are of like a similar kind of opinion on that, at least based on how I've described it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to spend any more time talking about it, but I thought it was interesting because, you know, I finished it. I still 
in my opinion, still think it might be my game of the year. But uh, yeah, it was just weird to see how Tiny Tina's had done had had approached post game and how different it was to previous titles. Uh, shall we go back to Steve? Let's chat Last of Us, shall we? Yeah. So, uh, well, let's preface this and say that this game came out in two thousand. Twelve, I want to believe. The, yep. I think it was yeah, thirteen. For, actually, wasn't it the same 13? year the PS4 came out? I thought it was just before the PS4. Came I out. wanted to say twelve because there was the happy. Um, oh no, that couldn't have been it. I'm right. It it's twenty thirteen. It is twenty thirteen. Okay, whatever. What was, the, what was the happy Happy Last of Us Day? Oh no, because the 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 you know the the events of the game took place after it had come out. I think. Yeah. Because there, there there was uh, there was like a, a Happy Last of Us Day a couple of years ago. Uh, when everything everything went to shit, <laughs> you lost me. Which, um, so, so so like like the, the the events of the game, right? They all kick off yeah. at a particular date. I forget what that date is. September and so 26. when that date, uh, when when that date happened uh, in real life, uh, and then also on a couple uh, of anniversaries it's... past that, everyone went like, you know, Happy Last of Us Day. Which the way the last three years have gone, <laughs> they yeah. might not be wrong. <laughs> Anyway, twenty twenty two our year, right? Um, yeah, that's just, the one. Yeah. So, so why, why, why go back to Last of Us? What, what's drawn you back to in one of my favorite games? So I'm curious as to as to why now. Um, I want to play number two. That's literally the only reason, and because it's been because I think I played that I motorcyclist. It. Is that motorcyclist just like revving up and down by your house? Yeah, I think he is. Um, <laughs> dog, <laughs> does he know people <laughs> go re- 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 podcast? Good luck editing, Seth. Um, I can't edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, you will yeah, if you I, want to get paid this week. Yeah. You guys well, get paid. Well, we, <laughs> no. Um. We pay you in funny jokes in um. In, in Donasi. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, so soon Krispy Kreme to... will pay us in donuts. <laughs> um. So anyway, sure so I want to continue this bit. Uh. So you want to play Last of Us too? Fair enough. So yeah. Last of Us so, one. So it was like last year, I think, or maybe the year before, um, I saw The Last of Us 2 on sale for like 20 bucks. I'm like, yeah, cool, I'll buy it. And then I saw The Last of Us 1 on sale for 10 bucks. And I'm like, while I'm here, like I'm not going to play number two if I can't remember number one. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed number one. I, I'm not sure what I thought about it in 2013 when I originally played it. Oh right, so you, so you played it. You've played it before. Yeah, I have it's played it before. I have played it before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, gotcha. I, I did play the the. But it was the PS3 version I played. Um, yeah. Same. And it, yeah, it, it does look fantastic on the PS4. Um, I absolutely loved it on PS3, but then I got to platinum, and I was so done with it by the end of that platinum. Yeah. Was, was, that, to... a, was that a? You had to play multiplayer for the platinum. Yeah, you or... did. Yeah. Oh, I, but also, I'm just out. playing that game on its hardest difficulty was such a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I did play it on like the second hardest difficulty. I thought, um, second hardest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was second hardest. Um, unless there's one you unlock after the thing. They added a new one later on. Did they? Yeah. Okay, maybe it's the third hardest. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, and maybe because I haven't played a lot of survival horror games. Would you even call it a horror game? Survival. Um, I would call it a horror game. Yeah, it's yeah. It's okay. along it's along the same lines as like a Resident Evil as a survival horror. Yeah, okay then. Yeah. Well I haven't played a survival horror game in a while, so I think I I came into it with the whole oh yeah, I can't wait to shoot everybody. And it's like, oh look, I'm out of bullets. I hate this game. Um so I struggled for a bit <laughs> at the start. <laughs> simply just because I ran out of shit. I'm like, oh that's right, this game's a bit different. 
You, um, took, you took the uh, the American approach, I see. Yeah, yeah like, I, I thought they had some oil. All these weird zombie <laughs> things. Um, so just to sort of give some little background context, so some people that might not have played it when it originally came out or know what's going on. Um, so it's a game that's set in a zombie apocalypse. It's a third-person shooter. It's a lot. It's a lot, very big story based. I'm, I'm sorry, the- Steve, but Naughty Dog would like to go on record and say they are not zombies. They okay, are so infected. they are infected people by a parasite, a real life parasite. I might add that it infects um, ants. Cordyceps, look it up. It's fucking creepy. It is. It's yep, it's it like is. real life yeah. parasex. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Um, so so True. essentially, it turns out that there's that the you're playing as a, this character Joel, who's a bit he's a rough and tumble guy who's lived through the apocalypse and he's just trying to get by and then. He, through a various course of events, he has to escort Ellie, who this girl we find out is immune to this virus. Or oh, sorry, yeah, the, the, just one more parasite. job. Just one, yeah, one more job, then we can retire, boys. Um, so he has to take her pretty much across the country to the Fireflies, who are this sort of weird semi-rebel group that are like researching the cure for the um, the infected or whatever fucking term you want to use. <laughs> Uh, hey, they're still people, Steve. All right, yeah. let's be civil. <laughs> Not after what I've done to bash them. Um, and it, it's 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 really good. The writing is really good. The emotional moments are really good. Um, you start off with Joel is pretty much like, all right, Ellie, like I'm gonna drop you off, and I'm fucking off, and that's it. And then they just they sort of bond, and they get like, and there's this whole weird thing with Joel lost his daughter at the start of the apocalypse, and. Ellie's like, no, I'm not going to replace your daughter. And Joel's like, no, fuck off. I don't need a daughter anyway. I'm looking out for me. And they end up bonding, and it's really good. Um, and then the ending. Uh, what do we feel about spoiling the ending, fellas? For a it's game an that old came game. Out? It's I'd say fine. It's it. almost 10 yeah. years old. Okay, so, um, so the ending of the game, um, Ellie gets dropped off to the Fireflies, and because the the parasite grows on the brain. They have to pretty much kill her to take the thing out of the brain. And Joel's like, nope, get fucked. No, that's fucked. <laughs> we're, we're best friends now. And he literally just like massacres his whole fucking hospital full of people that are researching the cure for this. Um, and he takes Ellie and him and Ellie go. And Ellie's like, oh, like, what was the deal? Like, why are we going? And it's like, oh, well, there's a lot of people like you, eh? Um, and they just, it's not really working. Like, we're going to live happily ever after. And he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. She's like, "Are you bullshitting me?" And, yeah, and he's and like, he, "No, of course not." I, he he I would takes never a moment, and he's like, "No, I'd never lie." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, "Hmm, okay." And and <laughs> I I really like that ending because it leaves it up to interpretation on like, does she believe him? Does she not believe him? Is she just running with yeah. it? It's, yeah. it's a then, really and, fitting ending. Yeah. And then seven years later, they're like, "You know what? We want money. We're making number two. <laughs> so, and I really can't believe we're gonna. Yeah, okay, and we're gonna I, polarize I, I, the shit out of the community in the process. Yeah, I'm, I haven't played number two. I'm expecting. I want to go through the DLC of number one before I get into number two, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably boot it up pretty soon as well while it's fresh, and I'm very much looking forward to it. But so, really, so you, you you finished number one again recently, or you're, you're yeah. playing, but you remember the ending? No, no, no. I'm, I literally finished it um, Sunday. I marathoned it for like. I'm like, oh, this is the last effort level, and it was like. Five hours, and I'm like, oh no, just half an hour more, just half an hour more. No, fuck, it's <laughs> night time outside. Shit. And yeah. I forgot this is a bit long. Um, but now it was really good. I really enjoyed it. The story's it's really so good. good. Yeah. The, the, the combat is like fantastic. It's a, it's a weird mix of 
there are certain moments where like you have to sort of shoot everything that's in the way and there's a couple of ones where you're like you know what i don't have enough bullets left i'm just going to sneak past um like all like the infected all the yeah you always have a a a safety brick or a safety bottle on hand yeah um that for some reason i'm always like no i might need this later i'll hang on to it even though there's like 40 of them (laughs) every 10 steps which developer left a perfectly good yeah (laughs) which developer left a perfectly good brick on the ground yeah like i I got to like literally like the last half an hour of the game and i'm like why am i trying to sneak i have so many bullets left um Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, no, it's, it's because it's the fantastic. starting of the game trains you to like take care of your bullet yeah. ammunition because you get so yeah. little at the beginning. Yeah, mm. so little in the beginning. It's just running up to people, just punching them, and be like, "Yeah, cool, I've still got all this ammo," um, but just zero <laughs> yeah. health. But yeah, yeah. So there, there are some weird like puzzle sections as well in it, like to sort of navigate the level. And I'm not sure if you guys feel the same, but it it, it is very linear, as in you've got to go from point A to point B. There is no open world, thank God. But it's it. Maybe because there's a lot of like side corridors you can go down, and the scale of the game is like pretty wide. Like you can see things in the distance that you might not be able to get to, but and nor would you want to. But it just sort of it feels like a very big world, and I really enjoyed it's, that. It's a very yeah. slow and intentional game. Yeah, yeah, and it's literally like you're you're walking through, and Ellie's like, "What do you mean? Like you guys used to just go and watch movies?" And Joel's like, "Yeah, it was pretty cool." I just. Yeah, because Ellie's been in this whole apocalypse. She doesn't know what normal life is. Yeah, I like. Charles, the, I, I really yeah. like the uh, conversation when you're in a suburban area and they start talking about barbecues and they're like, it, you don't really remember like the sights or the sounds, but the smell of the barbecue is what people really remember. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It's it's really good. I I, I can't get over it, and I, it does look fantastic on the PlayStation Four. Like I I do have a one of the original PS4s from. I think it's the slim or whatever it's called, but far out does it. It makes it. It sounds like a jet engine taken off far out. I can believe. Yeah, the PS4 Um, fan sucks. Yeah, because I haven't booted up the PS4 since I was playing like the dot hat, the doc, the dot hack series. Man, say that ten times fast. Dot hack um, series like twelve months ago. Um, So there's probably like a bunch of shit kind of dust in there, and it probably hasn't worked for a while. But it is sort of like maybe it's time to get a PS5, Steve. Um, If you get one. Then, like, I, yeah, I'm going to get one. Um, there's not enough incentive there. But, yeah, no, long story short, I'm really loving The Last of Us. It's a fantastic game. The combat is, like, very good. The gameplay is very good. There are a couple of puzzles that sort of overstay their welcome, but that's, sort of, that's fine because they're few and far between. The story is yep. fantastic. The emotion's there. The music. Oh. The music is good, yeah. Gustavo Santabella. Like, actually just listen to Last of Us. Like, I, I, sorry. I actually listen to Last of Us music just like while working, just because it's it's like perfect ambient like background music. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's memorable ambient and relaxing music. Like you get a lot of yeah. games that do ambient tracks, and it's like, yeah, this is nice in the moment and whatever. But then you kind of like forget about it the next day. Last of Us music oh. actually kind of sticks with you. Uh, super super. Uh, like. Two, two minor things that I wanted to bring up with the Tiny Tina's thing that I realized I didn't because the post game. One, shitload of UI bugs. Hope they fix that in a patch one day. Nothing crippling, just fucking irritating. And two, uh, one, of my, one of my other complaints was that there wasn't any sound walking around other than in combat. Uh, still true. Didn't notice any sound other than may- maybe five times. Maybe. When I wasn't in combat listening to sound. But the final boss fight sound, actually good. I just wish they played that at any other point in the game as well. 
but yeah, I don't know. Music's a big thing for me in games. So it is. Tiny yeah, Tina's no, Boo, Last of Us, yay. Yeah, M- music yeah, is, is super really important in games. It it really sets moods and makes things more memorable. Mm. But it's uh, only so, so. So as someone who's my partner isn't doesn't play games at all, like she'll be in and like it's been the same fucking tune for like half an hour. Steve, haven't you gone insane yet? <laughs> Why are we in like, an elevator, Steve? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? This is like really good. It's like it's been playing yeah. the same like ten seconds on the loop for half an hour. Put on your headphones, and I'm like, okay. Um, I can understand if you're not like actually playing the game, it might get annoying. Yeah. So but, I'm I'm curious because it seems like we're all in agreement that Last of Us One is good. So I'm sure at some point in the future, because I I love discussing Last of Us because I think it's very easy to point to things that it does really well in terms of like example setting for other games. Very like I I think penciling in a deep dive at some point in the future. Ooh, when will that be? Um, pro- probably worthwhile. I'm curious though because you haven't played Last of Us Two. But I'm assuming you, being a, a man of the internet, some, some, some would say, some could say, uh, that you would have seen, in some capacity at least, community reaction to Last of Us 2, positive and negative. I'm wondering, because you know, you've just played Last of Us 1 again, what your thoughts are thinking about playing Last of Us 2. I, had one of the, like, I, I think I had one of the big things spoiled for me. But then at the same time, like, I'm one of those people that's like, okay, like, I know a big event happens. How do they get there? How does that, how does that play out? So that's, it's not going to stop me from playing it at all. And I have heard a lot of reaction, and this was very polarizing. And that might have been because it came out um, in 2020, height of the pandemic. It's about the apocalypse after a pandemic. It was very rough. It's very tough to sort of go through that while you're living your own sort of quarantine life. And the writing itself is... From just from what I've heard, it's sort of it's not as good as what the first one was. But at the same time, it's very time, different. Yeah, but at the same time, I I'm not fast. I'm uh, still very much looking forward to it. Like I, I, I have high hopes, and that's probably just because Naughty Dog do fantastic games like this. Like not just the Last of Us, but the Uncharted series as well. I, it, mm. If you sort of Uncharted Four was pretty good. It doesn't need to be done. Uncharted Four was good. great. Yeah, it just it. Should they have finished it at Uncharted 3? No. Let's leave it there. No. no. Um, Uncharted 3 was a very bad ending. Yeah. Mm. Well, not mm. a very bad ending. It ended nicely, but it was a bad game to end on. Yes, I agree. Yeah, okay, yeah. And Uncharted 4 does sort of tie in a lot more things together. Okay, I'll, I'll wear that. Um, but I didn't. Anyway, that's a deep dive. Naughty Dog, sponsor us. Don't because I have words to say about The Last of Us 2 not having played it, but having seen the entire thing and like, I have opinions on the writing. Uh, well, yes, so I'm I'm the same. So that's why I I don't want to uh I don't want to give away my thoughts on it just yet because I really want you to play it, Steve, uh, unspoiled or unbiased to to what yeah uh, Seth and I think of it. But when you do play it, I think it'll be a very interesting discussion. Yeah, okay, no, and I am like definitely looking forward to playing with it. Like I, I yeah, as I said, I did have a big story beat spoiled for me, and I think I. Uh, I have the general which premise. which one like it's it's already out. If you think you know it, you might as well you might as well say it. Oh, uh, how like uh, someone kills Joel? <laughs> For what? <laughs> what do you mean? That, that's what, that's what happens, isn't it? Is this a psych bit? Um, and I yeah, I think I know that like it's sort of Ellie's quest for revenge. Um, but like it's, the journey's halfway there. And I don't really know the reason why. Um, mm. could could you uh, look? It doesn't. I'm not going to bother guessing. I'm just going to play. Play the fucking game. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, but I was is, just curious what what story beat have been spoiled. Is this um, yeah. is this going to be when I finally buy the game and actually play through it, just to it go, just to discuss it, goes, it properly? 
it goes on sale quite frequently. It's like fifteen um, bucks at the moment, I think, or twenty. Fifteen bucks. bucks. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Um, look, look, look. At the same time, with those type of games, if you've seen all the cutscenes, which to be honest, I don't really agree. You should experience a game like that. That's just a. Yeah, I think I think experiencing yeah. a game like that is a lesser experience. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, I'll say that uh, having watched Last of Us, so I played Last of Us 1 when it came out, um, you know, however many years ago that was now, because I don't remember when I played it, but, you know, recently a after it came out, PS3, um, played it, and then uh, in the last year sometime, I went back and watched, uh, I think it was um, the voice actor for Joel uh, and someone else. Try Baker Either and Nolan North properly. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> what, yeah, it was Troy Baker and Nolan North. Um, the two I watched them people in the industry. The only two voice actors. They also did the voice of Ellie. Crazy. Um, yeah, but I, I went back and, and watched them play it. So I, I went, I, so I've experienced Last of Us 1 both ways. And I think it holds up, but that's because I played it first myself. So I, I already yeah, knew what was, was happening. I think Last of Us 2, uh, some of the interesting discussion points are around player agency. So I think it's something that you have to play because watching someone else play it versus you playing it for yourself will, I think, give you a more different experience than if you were to do that with Last of Us 1. There, there's something I, I want to bring up about the writing in it, but I think I'll save that for after Steve finishes as well. Yeah, you might have to. And yeah. also we're looking at it's, uh, it's not, 18 minutes yeah, for, for the it, session. It's, it's yeah, not specifically yeah. the writing in the game, but like around it, the writing team sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but sure. I'll save that for later. Just one thing, am I I'm not sure if this is me like this having a good time at parties has rattled my brain. Was there in the original PS3 version, was there a way at the ending where Ellie's about to be killed and you can sort of like let her be killed? Was it was there that that option or am no, I No, I don't believe that was ever an option. Oh, or is this like a weird Mandela effect? Nelson Mandela actually did die and I mean it it's <laughs> the Berenstein bears instead of the Berenstein. I, I think that's just something you thought existed. Oh. So I, I think Okay, then play on then. Because I, I have I didn't I I probably should have said that when I watched uh Troy Baker and Nolan North play through it, I didn't watch them play through the ending. I don't know why, I just sort of stopped um towards the end. I didn't watch them play the ending again. That's your homework. And I and I and I yeah, it's my homework. And I and I haven't played it again recently. But what I think it is is that it gives you the option and if you try and take the non-violent approach, or if you try and do something that isn't massacre everyone and save Ellie, the game removes the choice from you and does it anyway, is what I think happens. Because yeah, it, definitely, yeah. it definitely gives you a choice, but I don't think it's a true choice. I, it's one of those things that's like, ooh, you're locked in a room, you can't get out unless you do, like, unless you punch the doctor. Like it's That kind it, of thing, yeah. yeah I, I think that's yeah. how they do it. Yeah, I, I swear, well, maybe, I don't know, who knows? Yeah, I think it's you can do that entire section stealthy, but that last doctor is you got to kill him no matter what. <laughs> right to uh, wrap up, yeah, I'd give it a nine out of ten. Very good. Good. I, I'd, I'd almost, I, yeah, it's one of my favorite games. I'd probably give it a nine point five if it, yeah. if, if it were me. Thinking um, about it, like but... thinking about my original playthrough, I'd probably also give it a nine. It's just. Thinking about how much I just got sick of that game by the time I platinumed it, and this is yeah, like actually, very specific to like the game, like me wanting to go for the platinum in it. It's like that dropped it down to like a six, but yeah, say, having that much having that much time away from it again, and maybe if I play it again, maybe I'll enjoy it as much as my original playthrough. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> people can look forward to that new release hitting the shelves near them soon. Um, thank you for that, Steve. 
uh yeah looking forward to the last of us 2 chat that will be very interesting i think boom bang on 20 minutes perfect perfect segue um seth uh how quickly you want to hit us with sonic the hedgehog 2 gotta go um, fast gotta so, go fast so yeah uh real quick let, let's just bury the hatchet, uh, hatchet here I finished Elden Ring. I did the last two. Uh, oh, shoot. Elden Ring. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I, <laughs> I jumped I'll, one I'll, down. I'll quickly speed run this. Um, Elden Ring. Oh, there we go. Uh, I did the last two optional areas in the game. Uh, the uh, I And I beat the uh, what people claim is the hardest boss in the game in nine attempts. And it was like, I didn't actually have any trouble with that fight, surprisingly. So I was very happy about that. That went. We're not actually under that much time pressure, by the way. You you, you can. Yeah, but I just want to bury this hatchet right now and just yeah, get okay. it done with. So but... so you didn't have many issues with what people thought the hardest boss was, but the final boss you did have issues with. Yeah, the final boss gives gives me so much shit, and it's just the same thing of uh, the camera just really sucks in that fight. And like between my last attempt and this attempt, I've leveled. I leveled up my character over 40 times, so I was pretty stacked up in stats, and it took me um, having to respec again and completely cap out my dexterity and my strength to their second soft cap levels to finally uh, bury that boss fight. And it's like, so all the boss fights in that game have two phases, or they have, uh, um, yeah, so let's just say two phases. And um, it's... The first phase of the boss fight's really fun. I think that's one of the best boss fights in the game. It's a really great. It's that second one, second phase that just really sucks and causes all those camera issues. And yeah, it's just horrid. And I did not have a good time with it. So that final boss actually drags down the game score for me from like what would have been a, a 9 or a 10 to an 8. So it's not even satisfaction when you finish it. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, thank fuck. And then you turn it off. Oh, I, w- I was concentrating so hard when I was uh, when I was doing that final boss fight. Like, on the winning attempt, I was like, sweet, it's done. I turned off the game and I had a nap because I had a headache from concentrating that hard on its <laughs> health bar, making sure it was dead. I've definitely had that with just Smash. I think um, uh, the Ludwig boss fight in Bloodborne uh, in one of the DLC areas, I think I had that a bit when I was playing it at a friend's house, where, like, we just try it. And we just sit there and it'd be like one run. We're like, oh, I got so close. Now, now I know I can do it. And then like an hour of attempts later, you're just like, oh, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a headache. I'm sad. And now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the first, uh, so for the optional fights as well, I really want to quickly get these done. Um, have you guys played Demon's Souls? Nope. Steve? I only uh, no, I have not. No. Oh, yeah. dang. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the first, um, uh, the first uh, one that I did that was like, people are saying is the hardest one and i had no issue with uh that's like a very that's a standard like one-on-one like fight another character that's a human size and i always love those type of fights so they're very satisfying to do but the second one i did was a gimmick fight and it's very reminiscent of a um a gimmick fight from demon souls where you get a you get a sword right before the boss fight starts and you have to equip that sword uh well you don't have to but uh, it's a much easier time if you do. And it's just like... It's either a sword or your fists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in Demon's Souls, it's like you get this, uh, this Stormlord sword. And it's just like every time you swing the sword, uh, in this one specific boss fight, you're causing a tornado to like swing from the sword and hit all these enemies or hit the boss. And it's really stupid but, and gimmicky, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, they've repeated that here with um, uh, this uh, optional boss fight. And they've improved on how that gimmick works it's 
less janky than it was in Demon's Souls, and it's it's a ton of fun to do this again. I hate gimmick boss fights like in games like this. As someone who literally, because you guys have played Dark Souls, haven't you? I haven't no. actually. No, I only play oh. good games. Oh, we get fucked. Um, but there's like, there's like, there's like one boss, and you literally have to, um, literally, you've only got to hit it three times, but you've got to hit it in like three certain places, and like the ground like falls apart and it hits you with a hand and it knocks you to the hole. And oh man, oh I no. know that one, yeah, yeah, oh, it's like the easiest, like because it's only three hits, but it's like the worst because it's like oh it fell down the hole and you got to walk for fucking three minutes. Oh fell down the hole, walk for three minutes. I love video games. I love them. I think it depends on how the gimmick is handled because some gimmick yeah. fights are a lot of fun. Like, uh, there's uh, there's one in Demon Souls where the gimmick, uh, if the game's online had been working when I played it, it's uh, an invasion person. So it's uh, it's just um, another person gets summoned as the boss <laughs> and you have to fight them. Yeah, oh, so, so it's, just, it's just it's just a dev. Yeah, <laughs> jumps on some like Russian hacker or something teleports behind you. Yeah. Nothing personal, and- kid. I, I won't spoil it. Why is he teabagging? <laughs> I won't spoil it because Elden Ring is still relatively new, but there's another gimmick fight in that set, uh, game that I think is absolutely fantastic and it's one of my favorites in this uh, this style of uh, games so far. I, I think I think the gimmick has to... So for, for me, it has to work where the gimmick that they give you is completely independent of what you've done until that point. Because yeah. I've played games where it's like, oh... You, you idiot, you picked the close ranged class. If if you'd picked the ranged class, this this boss would be a walk in the park because you have to use this bow. But you can only use the bow if you've got 17,000 gold gold foil leaves or some shit. So I, I think if if it's like uh, everyone's on the same playing ground, like uh, everyone's on the same footing, here's the gimmick, cool. Big fan because it, it mixes the gameplay up. But if it's just some shitty, we're going to favor one particular style, get fucked. Yeah, no, those suck. Just get good. How hard is it? It's a fucking video game. How hard can it be? Pretty <laughs> it's, hard. It's simple. <laughs> you just hunt the monster. <laughs> oh, even simpler. Just take out the disc and snap it in half. Done. Ga- <laughs> game beaten. You mean the vertebrae, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's Elden. any other Elden Ring chat you wanted to bring up? Uh, are, you, are you happy you finished the game? Uh, yeah. I know a few a few of our mutual friends have like, eh, I'm not looking to finish the game. I'm just going to, you know, try and get everything that there is to get done, you know, and then eventually take the final boss out. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm, it's, uh, it's weird because I would like to play this game more, but at the same time, I just, I need a break from it. It's like such a huge game. There's so much to do. And at times it's very, it's a very difficult game. And like just having a playthrough done is like enough for me at the moment but sometimes I, you just need to touch grass I, I get that yeah uh so just touch touch some grace but um <laughs> yeah no uh i'm i'm you still happy. made oh man yeah <laughs> unfortunately oh, made it made unless in uh made unless in elden ring yes <laughs> plus ratio <laughs> plus l <laughs> <laughs> actually no no more l's i got to dob you <laughs> Hey, still maidenless though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so getting that playthrough done, I'm happy with that for now. I'll probably come back to the game later just to do more stuff and get the rest of the achievements in it because there's more boss fights I've yet to do. And uh, mostly it's just clean up after doing those boss fights I missed. And What, what I- if? Would, would, the, would, would the final boss fight be better if you were on a horse? Honestly, yeah. You'd avoid a lot of shit. Wow. I thought this was supposed to be a speedrun chat about Elden Ring. You, you, uh, shut up, Steve. 
You, you heard it here first. <laughs> Seth, Seth willing to put horses in harm's way for, uh, for easy boss fight points. Terrible human. No, it wouldn't be putting no him in harm's way because the horse is fast enough to not be in harm's way. Actually, that does remind me. Oh my god. The final boss has invisible walls around the arena and one of my attempts got fucked because of that. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Touch invisible uh, walls. But yeah, you did, um, that was a problem. The boss just pauses, teleports behind you and says, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. It really was because there's a move where it just spawns a giant ring that you need to jump over. And uh, in the second half of the fight, you need to jump over three of them and it does a huge a uh, AOE attack. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to run in this direction to avoid wait, the, wait, the rings. Hang on. Hang on. So, so you're telling me that you get to do horse show jumping as the final boss fight without the horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, it was like, okay, I'm going to run in this direction so I can jump over the rings and avoid the attack. And as I start heading that way, it's like, oh no, I've jumped over the first ring and I'm hitting an invisible wall. There's no way I can recover now. And that just, that, that was just instant death. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I, unless there's any other closing thoughts you have about Elden Ring, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, Sonic 2. Uh, it's, it's a really good movie. Um, <laughs> Did you watch Sonic 1? Yeah, I watched Sonic 1. Uh, I've watched it twice, actually. I watched it late last year just for, like, a first time because I was interested in seeing how it was. And I and watched Sonic it again. Squared. And I watched it again pretty recently because the second movie was coming out and I, I was trying to fall asleep. So I was like, I need a movie I've already seen because I don't want to watch something new and fall asleep to it. <laughs> I just, I just I, want a nice, I just want a nice animated human teeth-filled hedgehog film to to, <laughs> lull, to lull myself into a good it, sleep. It, it was what came up. I've tried falling asleep to like the rush hour movies and stuff, and these were in like nights where I was like really restless for some reason. So I I ended up watching the entire movies all the way through. It sucked really badly. <laughs> Oh, can we just give a quick shout out to the fact that the animation studio didn't have to like completely change the design of Sonic the Hedgehog just before release? Yeah, no. They're I, learning. It's, it's yeah, great. Again. It's, it's fantastic. They figured out it works for the first movie, so don't change it. In <laughs> fact, make Tails and Knuckles look like Sonic so that they don't have to change them <laughs> later either. <laughs> yeah, I think that was really the key to a successful launch on this one. Yeah, I'm sure uh, there was some exec that's like, no, no, we could definitely make, t like, make Knuckles look like Gen 1 Sonic, and everyone went... No. <laughs> I, I think from the get-go, they had Tyson Hess on board for the character design, and he was the one that saved the original Sonic movie with the design. I don't know. I kind of like the human teeth and weird human-looking eyes. It, it would have been interesting if that version of the movie came out. <laughs> the fucking nightmare fuel of a little blue ball that that film was going to be. Um, so, uh, I uh, have access to Sonic the Hedgehog 1. It's on my list of movies to watch, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, is there a continuing story? Uh, kind of. Um, what do you mean, it, kind of? Actually, it literally ends on a cliffhanger. Number hold, one. Hold up, hold up. We, we, we've, we've, gone, we've gone for two minutes into the segment. We didn't even figure it out. Did you like this movie? You said it was a good movie. Did you like this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very enjoyable. It was... So you'll, you'll get a lot of people that were like, oh, there's, this isn't a good movie, but this is a good Sonic movie. And no, I just think this... <laughs> People have been saying that about games for years. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's how our Pokemon yeah, discussion... So this mean. isn't a good game, but this is a good Pokemon yeah, it's game. it's a good Pokemon game. <laughs> Fuck, that's so true. But no, it's I, different, Bob. I think... <laughs> how? How is it different? Because I like Pokemon games. <laughs> I'm feeling attacked. 
But no, um, no, yeah, this is. Then this boy, is... do I have the uh, animated movie franchise for you? <laughs> this is a good movie uh, with some down points, which I'll get into later. But to answer your question, uh, Sonic One does kind of end on a sequel hook that goes directly into this movie. But at the same time, I don't think you need to watch Sonic One to watch Sonic Two, because uh, the only thing you really miss out on is like. Uh, Sonic bonding with the human characters. And let's be honest, the, these movies would be better without the human characters. Um, take that back. No. Mm. No, I stand by it. These movies would improve dramatically if they cut the human characters, which goes oh. into my complaint. There's this, Hopefully uh, the human characters stand up for you, big fella. There, there's a sub-story in this about uh, one of the side characters having a wedding, and nothing of value would be lost if that uh, entire sub-story was cut from the movie. It, it just, it's 20 minutes of wasted time. All right, so think about this then. If you cut the Sonic parts out, is the wedding parts good? No, the wedding parts would have sucked. I reckon it's a wedding movie. So, so <laughs> is in, a, Wilson in, it? in a two, in a two hour long movie where 20 minutes of it is a wedding, this is a wedding movie. Which, Checks out which for one me. Is Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson I said is that, not You took my fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> Big fella, uh, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are not crashing weddings in this Vince movie. Vince Vaughn! Thank God, I was sitting on that for ages ago. What the fuck is his name? It's, I, I only remember this because I watched Wedding Crashes and the internship like two weeks ago because it was on one of those vendors where I couldn't sleep. So I was like, Netflix is recommending no, this. No, no. I will you, watch this. You, I think you, this. you went and watched the internship and, and Wedding Crashes to get yourself in the right mindset for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> yes. The sequel to the wedding movie. <laughs> Jesus, man, things must have been dire for you to watch those movies. Fucking hell. It was like, Netflix is recommending these. I need to sleep. I've seen these before, and they're not fantastic movies, so it'll be easy to fall asleep watching these. And it's like, no, you're going to stay up till six o'clock in the morning, and you're going to watch yeah. these movies. I think that's... I'd rather be left alone by my own thoughts, to be honest. Like, not watch... Ugh. ka as Arn Wilson would say. <laughs> Wrong movies, but yes. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I need to watch Cars. But... I mean, that's probably also a wedding movie, right? No, that's a movie no, about a car cars. Movie. That's a car movie. <laughs> it's got yeah, drifting. About... <laughs> it's infinitely so you know better than weddings. <laughs> so you know how like there's the Fast and the Furious, right? Think about that. But instead of people driving the cars, the cars drive the cars. Do you think there's people the, inside the, the, those the, cars? The cast and the curious. Yes. When Cars too, isn't there a, a visit from the Pope Mobile, which means there must be some sort of car Jesus. Uh, uh, us, if I you was, would. I was not ready for that. Man, he rent for our sins. Uh, that, I, I that's just... going to completely change how I watch these films now. Crucifixion Actually... is canon in the cars, um, the cars of us. Actually, I've just realized as well that there is another through line between Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, so maybe it is uh, like better off that you do watch both of them. But um, it does kind of, I still kind of stand by that it can be a standalone movie. Uh, but there's a couple of things that'll make a little bit more sense if you do watch the first one. Right, okay, uh, who, interesting who's, question. Who's your favorite character in the second one, and why is it Jim Carrey? Um, it's actually Knuckles, but Jim Carrey is a close second because it's Jim Carrey. Okay, he's it's a crazy question. that that he was able to just like be himself on set. I know, and, and they, they just they, the just, <laughs> they they didn't even <laughs> yell action or anything. They just let him on uh, on on the set with the costume on, and they just started they didn't even rolling. Give him a script. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't think they gave him the costume. I thought he just rocked up and just started. <laughs> yeah, that was around. his. <laughs> <laughs> he he saw his Riddler outfit from uh, uh from the nineties, and he's like, I could do better. 
Uh, actually, that does bring up a thing, though. Uh, they they did tease at Sonic <laughs> 3. No, they, they teased... They, well, they didn't tease. They outright announced that Sonic 3 is happening. But after Sonic 2 came out, Jim Carrey said that um he's probably going to retire now. So that leaves... If, if he's retiring and not going to go ahead with Sonic 3, that leaves the Eggman role open. So they have to get uh, Mad Chris, Mad Chris Pratt to do it. No, right? Chris Pratt. He he steps in to to take over people's roles after two films come out. Yeah, yeah, Mad oh, makes yeah, sense. He did that. Yeah, with um Harry Potter. It, it um, can't be Chris Pratt though, Steve, because Chris Pratt is a voice actor. <laughs> yeah, best known for his role as Garfield. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that Mario movie comes out soon. Man, are you watching that? Watching that on stream, fellas? Yeah, I'll watch for. I'll watch that. Get fucked. I'm not paying money for it. <laughs> Who said I was paying money that for it? That I just said I watch question. it. He, he gave was... you the alley open, still dunked you. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, it's, it's it. I'm looking forward to Sonic. Um, I'm 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 wrestling with the girlfriend because she has no interest in Sonic. Because she'd rather fault. see a, a, an an educated film like Morbius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. But yeah, she doesn't really understand the complexities of Sonic or. Or the deepest lore, and I'm trying to explain it to her, and she's like, "What the fuck? Why am I going have, fast, have, Steve? What the fuck's wrong have, with you?" Have you explained? Have you explained that that he's a hedgehog? Yeah, I also tried to explain. It's like he's just fast. He doesn't need those red shoes. Um, <laughs> and Miles <laughs> what and Tails, on the inside. And Miles Tails Para is actually a pun for Miles Per Hour. I didn't know that until this morning. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I ironically didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was just making a joke the other day about people being smooth-brained for not knowing that joke. Yeah, and that's and that's I, I didn't reply to that comment because I'm like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. smooth brain like, yeah, yeah, I know, so, right? Yeah, uh -huh. smooth, smooth brain moment. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so out of ten, what'd you give it? Like a, an eight, maybe. It, it's not like super ooh. fantastic. Mm, people need to go eight. see it, but I enjoyed that's it a lot. High. Yeah, where, like, where, where'd you see it? Pardon? Where Where did you see it? Probably with uh, his eyes. I like my local what? movie theater. What? Yeah, I'm Sorry, wondering which one that is. I'm not doxing myself. No, that's just... Was it a chain? Yeah, Hoyts. Yeah, okay, Hoyts. Thank you. You went to Hoyts Cinemas. Cool. Yeah. I went Did to Hoyts Cinema on the day we were meant to be recording last week's podcast, and I watched Sonic 2 instead. Oh. That's well, rough, no, the reason, the reason why we didn't we record last priorities. week is because, you, you know, we... Uh, we, we needed we... content for this week. <laughs> Fuck, okay, that's a much better excuse. Yeah, we'll roll with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Uh, thank you for that, Seth. I didn't um, actually talk about the movie at all. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I just said you I liked it. did. I said I liked it. There was a 20-minute yeah. section that could have been cut, but I didn't actually talk yeah. about anything to do with the movie. Knuckles is your favorite character. Jim Carrey was a close second. He's a hedgehog. I don't know what else you're trying to hit here. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's fair. Let's let's move on. <laughs> Fine. F favorite moment. What was your favorite moment? Go on. But, and don't spoil it though, because I want to watch it. Oh well. Steve. <laughs> Steve just said I can't spoil it, so I can't talk. No, no, about I didn't my say no. Whoa, whoa, I, I, you can still just, explain just, just it, but describe explain it without it. spoilers. Yeah. How uh, hard is it, man? My second, uh, my second, uh, my second favorite moment is probably when Sonic and Knuckles have an second actual favorite. Hunt. Yeah, I can't say the favorite <laughs> because it's a spoiler. Just remove the spoilers, then. It, it's literally unable to remove the spoiler because describing it is the spoiler. <laughs> like, I'm okay, lost, fa man. favorite moment. My smooth brain can't keep up. Favorite this moment is... is when Sonic goes for the KO against Eggman. But uh, well, no, that's that's a fucking spoiler. Jesus that was in Christ, the first one. You... you mean the good guy wins? Yes, the good guy wins. Man, 
Really but, makes you think, huh? But yeah, no. So <laughs> so generally, like with the movie, they do a really good job with Knuckles and Tails being introduced into this movie, and uh, they get both characters like really well done. Uh, Tails. Tails doesn't have a lot to do, unfortunately, but he's kind of there for, like, Sonic's uh, kind of narrative through line that's going on in the movie about having to be responsible. So, uh, yeah, Tails kind of, like, serves... Does he have child support to pay, or...? Uh, more... more uh, avoids child endangerment fines. That's a, okay, that's a close second. Close second, yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, uh, so... Tails is kind of there for, like, Sonic's narrative purpose, which sucks because Tails does deserve to have, like, his own kind of uh, uh, emotional story to going through. But um, he doesn't have a whole lot to work with. But Knuckles is done fantastically. I, he's, he's actually the best uh, character in this movie by a large margin, and what they do with him is a lot of fun. And they kind of mess with the laws from the games a little bit, but not in a way that, like, really upsets people, I'd hope. But, um... Will yeah, it upset Chris Chan? Pardon? That, that's going to give us letters. Yeah. <laughs> Will it upset Chris Chan? Uh, who cares? We don't talk about Chris <laughs> Chan anymore after the deeds they've done recently. Yeah. I need to go watch that documentary about him. Um, uh, but yeah. That um, was a weird side note. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. Generally, like... The things they do with Sonic, Tails, Knuckle, and Eggman all in this movie are fantastic stuff and a blast to watch. It's just when they start to do things with other characters that aren't those four, it kind of, like, loses any steam. And honestly, I I don't know why they have this need to put these uh, characters in because I know they want to have the human characters in so that people, like, normal audience members can connect to the story through those characters, but they're not needed at all. Like, everything they do is just kind of a waste. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's... That's the case with most humans, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's my quick review oh, of shit, the movie. Oh, shit, did I say that out loud? Yes, you said the, you said the, you said the loud part... <laughs> you said the loud part quiet and quiet part loud. <laughs> I hate it when I do that. Uh, cool. Thank you for that, Seth. All right, I, I think we're through everything now. Yes. It's been, yes. It's been a week. My life's a mess. We're, we're good. Good. Say once or forever, hold your peace. I'm Stephen. Pronounce man and wife. Please don't marry us. Cool. We're we're fast travel lounge. <laughs> we are fast travel together. We are fast. Um, <laughs> thank you for that, Steve and Seth. That brings us to the end of part one for this week, and we will now move on to part two, which is of course the news. First up, we have a story about Remedy remaking Max Payne one and two inside the engine behind Control, which we all know and love. Shout out to Nintendo Takes Control episode... What, 11? Something like Go back and listen to it. I don't know. It was a while ago. Really would have sold the bit if I, if I went and actually looked that up. Anyway, uh, yeah, Max Payne being remade in Control. This would be interesting. Yeah, I'm mega keen for this. Um, I have played Max Payne 1, and it was pretty good, and they had like some weird time control physics and time then max Payne 3 is uh pretty fucking sick so maybe i think max Payne 1 was what popularized bullet time as well yeah that's that's where it started from yeah and they did they did it in such a really good way as well um even when yeah, i played I, it, it i remember was... playing a little bit of max Payne 1 years ago but it's been so long since i played it i'd definitely be into another try yeah and it's, it's interesting like i'm not going to say that we talked about control and then they announced this but i'm um, just 
just just pointing out the facts and just laying them out there. Just, <laughs> it's not true. true. You're not saying correlation equals causation, but you you can draw your own. But mind. you're not denying it. Yeah, but no. I would never deny anything like that. Like, hey, the the the, the path is there. The, the the Denny's kids menu with the little maze. Like the, the line has been drawn. It's it's up to up to you guys to put the pieces together. I'm just was, saying anyway, someone deserves fucking... banks around here. Yeah. yeah. Could <laughs> be it, us. Like not, remedy, not if, saying if, it if, isn't. If you find yourself in need of um, some donuts that need to be remediated through my stomach, that's fine as well. <laughs> Do we deserve thanks for this? Let us know. <laughs> um, next With up money. On the list. <laughs> True. I mean, or, or Krispy Kreme. Let's be real. We'd take either. Um, actually, pro- probably the Krispy Kreme. Yeah, money um, can be used for Krispy Kreme. <laughs> next. <laughs> Quick, explain. So good. Yeah. No, 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 it's, it's uh, explain how. <laughs> Money can uh, be used to buy lots of donuts. <laughs> uh, next up on the list, though, uh, this is really cool. Um, we have uh, a Grammy being awarded to the arrangement for the cover for Meta Knight's Revenge by uh, 8-Bit Big Band, right? Yeah, and this is really big news because I don't think video game music has ever been uh, acknowledged in this type of capacity, so it's just great seeing that... Uh, it's finally happening. <laughs> With a fantastic track at that, the eight big big band uh remix of Midnight's Revenge is really great. And it's interesting how they won it as well. Like it's one thing to be nominated; it's another thing to actually win. So that's true. Uh, I probably should have seen what they were up against, but I, I mean, it's a Grammy. I assume it was quite a you know hard fought competition. Unless you're Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> 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 anyway um no it's cool uh yeah always always cool to see um video games being recognized uh in in other industries uh next up on the list uh namco bandai announcing one piece odyssey a few of us were super keen for this uh, i wasn't one of them because uh, one piece is sort of a bit meh but the art style for this at least looks interesting to me uh, uh so I, tell me about it i wanted to throw this in here specifically because of one detail i wanted to hit you guys with if you hadn't already known but um, this is being made by the people that did the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Yep, so it's by those guys. Yeah, yeah. Which so is very like fucking interesting. A big. So we're running on the same like... code as as the regular Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, what One Piece RPGs did they release before this? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Chibi One Piece? No, it's no, like very true one... to the um to the anime or um manga art style. Yeah, no, I, I I have seen the trailer, but no, I, I didn't realize it was uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, but no, I do like the art style for this. I think it suits. Yeah, it's it's a massive jump uh, for them, like, compared to what they did before, and, like, this looks really cool. Like, hmm. it's it's kind of, like, Dragon Quest-ish a little bit, so I'm pretty excited just on that alone. But at the same time, we have to remember anime games, especially ones based off really big ones, like, have uh, not been known sport when they're $35, right, Steve? Yeah, but they're not exactly known to be very good. Um, look at Dragon Ball Kakarot. Um, look at most of the other One Piece games, to be honest. Like, they're, they're okay, but... But then you also look at Dragon Ball Fighters, and that was fantastic. As I a fighting game, Demons, yeah. I hear the new Demon Slayer game's also very fa- uh, very good. That's in, like, the same vein as, like, it's a Bandon MK game. Of course, it's going to be, a, like, an arena fighter, and apparently it is all right. But at the same time, like, it... Doesn't do anything different. Um, I've heard good things actually. Maybe I'll pick that up when it's like thirty-five dollars in ten years' yeah, time. Yeah, the, the only thing that I've seen people really upset about with this game though is that 
Uh, apparently, it looks like it's before the Wano arc, which is the current arc in the manga. Yeah. So, uh, whatever big developments just happened for Luffy in the past couple of weeks will not be in this game. Which is a fucking nightmare, because holy shit, those... Oh, and we're not going to get into One Piece chat at the moment, but fucking hell, every time you think you know something about One Piece, he's like, you know what? Nah, it's different, fellas. Um, <laughs> literally, every fucking week, he's like, oh, yeah, what do you know? Fuck, I love One Piece. Man, it's been going for so long as well. Um, yeah, it's, oh, uh, it's over 20 years. Yeah. Speaking of things that have been going on for too long, next up on the list, uh, <laughs> we have uh, Return to Monkey Island announced, which, okay, I'll be honest, I thought this was uh, Tales from Monkey Island, the, the, the Telltale game. Uh, apparently it's different. Um, I didn't play the original for this. I'm slightly less excited now, unless they are the same, but I don't think they are, right? This is, this no, is no, a completely this, different thing. This is, this, um, is, this is a sequel to the, uh, the adventure games, like the point-and-click adventure games. It's LucasArts that does it, isn't it? LucasArts Lucas... owns the rights, but it's oh, not being made okay. by them. Like, so their logo just showed up on the trailer because they own the rights to it. But um, it's they're being published by Devolver Digital and being developed by uh, Ron Gilberts. I think is his name. Let me double check that. Devolver Digital um, publishes all the fucking indie games these days. Like, it's yeah, they do. And yeah, it Ron Gilbert. It's uh being um, it's being developed by his uh studio. And it's coming this year as well, very surprisingly. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't played these games before, but uh, apparently Ron Gilbert's been wanting to do this for a long time, so it's just, like, good news for him, really. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like, I, I, I would say that it's a bit ambitious to do point-and-click adventure, if that's how it started, uh, you know, at any point after about 2005. But uh, hopefully it goes well. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll have to, to wait and see. Um, next up on the list, I know this is going to be huge news for one of us. Uh, Steve, do you want to talk us through the Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> patch notes? Yeah, so it's actually not coming to the Xbox, so they've actually decided <laughs> to cancel development, and it's um, that's it then. There no more Final Fantasy XIV has been cancelled. They found its old tweet. Oh no! Oh damn! Found <laughs> some old tweet. Was it? Was it when they couldn't buy it? Did they find those tweets? <laughs> yeah, and the Xbox people couldn't buy it either, so they found those tweets. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Seth, do you want to give us the actual patch notes? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to give the actual patch notes because we've talked about them in a past episode. I just wanted to bring up that um, the first major patch for... Uh, oh, Animal right. Yeah, this was the... Yeah. 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 Because uh, we... Very quick you rundown. <laughs> very quick rundown. They're doing new story content, and this is where they're going to introduce the, uh, the trust system for A Realm Reborn Dungeons. So that you can start playing all of that part pretty much single player all the way through. Uh, that yep. update's coming April 12th. So uh, five days from now when we're recording. Cool. Uh, which means that, you know, chances are good that people will be able to not only listen to this absolute banger of an episode 18, but also pay, play the latest patch of Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> they can come and listen to this while maintenance is going, uh, going down. <laughs> yeah, while they're waiting in a queue to get into the game. Uh, yeah, no, I, I realized, uh... Um, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Oh god, the queues, when this comes back up, it's gonna be nightmarish because people will want to jump on the new story content. Good, good thing there's, there's a, a great way to just let two hours absolutely flow by. Uh, and even better, they're sponsored by Krispy Kreme. <laughs> this doesn't help anyone stuck in queue, but it helps us massively. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't remember which episode, I don't... Uh, yeah, Josh was here. I remember Josh talking about it, but I don't think it was our last one. Yeah, no, it was a, it was Maybe? quite a few, it was quite a while ago because that happened. Yeah. That big event happened like a month ago. Yeah. 
shout out to that episode. Boom. Just throwbacks all day. Uh, next up on the list, uh, a Saudi crown prince goes and looks at looks at SNK, licks his lips and say, I'll take that. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and basically acquires it. Taking taking SNK off the table for Sony and Microsoft. Interesting. Why? Interesting. <laughs> I don't know why, but this guy's like he's he's been putting money and uh, shares into SNK for a little while now. Like he was, he wasn't a majority stakeholder, but he was pretty close to it uh, this time last year, and now he's uh, he owns it. Ninety-six point one eight percent of the company, and that's that kind of sucks. A lot of people. Uh, this is um, this crown prince is like uh, kind of like uh, in in like the scope of like world's uh world politics. He's very frowned upon for things he's done, like um, murdering, uh, have having murderers invest uh at uh, blah 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 blah. Um, sorry, I'm getting all jumbled up on my words this is a very bad time to do that um he got have, murdered have no having a journalist murdered <laughs> is i was getting those two words mixed around he allegedly had a journalist murdered in uh saudi arabia and yeah, uh, uh, yeah he, kind of like yeah. not a great human being so this is making people want to um not get snk games anymore for good reason yeah no, Mohammed bin uh, bin Salman is the is the crown prince, and he's uh, yeah, no, he's not very nice. That's, no, yeah. he's not 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 one of the world's best people. Uh, that's a shame. That's a damn shame. You reckon it will impact the bottom line of SNK though? Like, I don't think so. I think a lot of people have kind of taken the stance of it sucks, but SNK makes good games, so I'm going to buy them anyway. Yeah, and it's probably yeah. just. Using it to make money because he he's got a couple of um really big shares in like different. I think uh, the article said riots. Oh, riot as well. Pay. Fucking hell, yeah. But he's got like heaps. Of- no wonder he's not a good human. <laughs> he's inciting riots. Hey, uh, yeah. So that one, I don't know. Bit of a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, but I also I don't really see it impacting business operations too much. It's just one of those. That's a shame. And then we kind of all forget about it in a couple of weeks and move on unless he changes um, some of the art direction or art style or maybe even makes make some different games or something it could be interesting i think even then when someone who's basically kind of a piece of shit goes and suggests changing an art style it's like oh you changed the art style that's cool it's a shame you're still a piece of shit yeah uh, anyway next up on the list uh speaking of bad news <laughs> wait i need to get the title for this one right uh Shoot, where are we? I had the right tab. Um, the timing of the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, has I, I'm has sorry, been, that's how it was back. listed at the Game Awards, but it's the title has been changed to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. See, what what's confusing? Okay, first, sorry. For the article's sake, it's been pushed back. It was supposed to be this year. It's not this year anymore. Okay, cool. You heard it? Great. Now, what confused me with this story is that it's listed as... Uh, it's a it's a YouTube video by Nintendo, right? Like the yes. like Mr. Nintendo himself posted this. Uh, launch timing update for the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. However, the game director, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but when he's hey, giving the update Numa. in the Thank you. When he's giving the update in the video, uh, he says, I have an update to share on the launch timing of the sequel to the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So which one is it, Nintendo? What do you mean? He just said uh, next year. 
2023, that's the launch window. What are you talking about? You're having a straight No, he means a title. He means a title because Mr. Nintendo is saying it's one thing, but Mr. Aonoma is saying it's another thing. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, and, and I just want some certainty in this, in this crazy, uncertain, unstable time that we live in. I just, I just want something to hold on to. Look, as powerful as A.G. Aonoma is with the Zelda series, I think Mr. Nintendo outranks him. How about you hold so, on to these nuts? We have to go with Mr. Nintendo's name for now. Uh, either way, it's been pushed back. Uh, it was going to be this year. Uh, instead, it's going to be uh, spring 2023, which was listed at. Question uh, for you guys. Our Question spring for you spring. guys. Uh, do you think that this means there's going to be a console dropping when that comes out as well? Because it, this has happened multiple yeah, times. Twilight Princess, got, <laughs> Twilight Princess yeah. got delayed and it got pushed back to when the Wii was coming out. Breath of the Wild 1 got delayed and it got pushed back to when the Switch was coming out. Do you think they're going to repeat that with this? Because it's also been but, about but we, five years since the Switch came out, so it's about time for a new console. It, it's true, but we, but we did just get the... It's been longer than that, I think. Um, well, maybe it has been about five years. But uh, we, we did get the uh, OLED screen one, what, last year? So it would have to be a new console as a new console, right? Yeah, I honestly it'd don't... Be- there's all those rumors flying around about the fucking new Switch Pro U 3DS. The Switch it's Pro. Pro. Yeah. It's a switch yeah, with two switch. It's the switch. Stop saying like that. <laughs> and Nvidia's also said that they're not producing Bite those uh, chips anymore for the switch anymore. So the switch does have a hard limit on how many more yeah. new uh, consoles they can make. But there's already there's so many switch- Bitcoin on them. Yeah, there's already so many switches in circulation. Like then, the amount of their numbers that like exploded from 2020 during the pandemic and released the Animal Crossing, like. So many people have a Switch. Yeah, true. Like, is it at what point they're like, well, what's the point of doing a new Switch now? People are, probably won't buy it unless there's like another pandemic and there's another Animal Crossing game. Eh? It's going to be like that that awkward um, PS4 lull where all the people that wanted a PS4 went and got one, and then yeah, then nothing like, happened for oh, a year, like a yeah, year or two. Then yeah, nothing happened for a while. <laughs> yeah, because the same thing happened with the Xbox One as well. It's like, okay, cool. Now what? Oh, yeah, all right. You'll get your head out eventually. Um, I think that I, happens with I, every console launch, though. Uh, and and the argument I, I always think... comes up as well because um, the PS2 was such a huge hit and it's like, do they ever need to make a PS3? And yeah, they do eventually. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, yeah. And it's, it's and then, always, but... yeah, the new generations are like, oh, whoa, we outsold the previous generation. And it's like, every no, generation I, does I, it. I, I don't buy that, buy that fully, though, right? Because, like... PC part upgrades, you know, PC Master Race and all that. Like, there's, there's, there's like consistent demand for upgrades on that front. And PS5 is only limited by the number that can be produced and sold, not the consumer interest. I, I just think, like, I think when it, uh, console numbers start to go down, and I think once you hit like a certain point, I think it, I think generally it's at about 80 million. Uh, once you get to that point, it's like, how many more consoles can you sell before you, uh, start thinking about moving to the next one well, how much and that's when you and that's when you think about dusting off the vita for a revamp baby let's go round three how many switches have they sold i thought they uh, upwards of the they're, they're over 100 million now yeah, I think. yeah it's the, but okay so the big thing i reckon will they do a sort of a a cross generation thing like what breath of the world or like how it was on the wii u and the switch Oh, definitely. Yeah, they have they to. Yeah. It's been in development for so long that even like let let's say that we're all right and and that a new console is going to come out with the launch of this. There is no way that unless they're starting development, unless they started development in the last like six months, 
that they haven't been doing anything on the current Switch hardware. It's it has to come to Switch. Yeah, yeah, but do you reckon they'll impact it? Like, if it is like one of those, if it is like a bridging console, like a Switch Pro as opposed to a Switch Two. Even then, if it was a Switch Pro compared to a Switch 2, I think that would make it even easier because it's like, yeah, well, we can develop it for the base, but then the Pro version's just going to run better. Yeah. And, everybody and that's wants probably to... what it's going to be anyway. It'll just be a Switch game, but it runs I... better on whatever the next console is like uh, Breath of the Wild 1 was for the Wii U and Switch. Honestly, I hope the fucking new Switch console is it's just an upgraded dock and you plug your original Switch into the new dock and it does some sort of technology magic. And you get 4K on the TV. So that's just me. Because I never play my Switch handheld. I don't think a USB connection can be that powerful because Look, all Nintendo the finds hardware is in the Switch itself. Nintendo finds a way, I'll tell you. But, oh well, I'm looking forward to it. Saturday delayed it, but um, things take as long as they take. Yeah, the, the delay itself doesn't affect me at all. It's just like, oh, interesting timing. Um, are you going to do a new console at the same time as that? <laughs> and that's when Mr. Nintendo gets shifty eyes and then, and then shuffles off screen. Um, <laughs> yeah. We did see some some gameplay at the back of that that trailer, which looks good. Um, yeah, and yeah, a broken I'm, Master I'm... Sword. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> and he like warps through I'm... the ground. How cool is that? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I did get a little bit like Phoenix Rising vibes, whatever that Ubisoft title was. Um, but Oh, Mortals Phoenix game. Rising, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. The Where that, that game like had like a, a decent reception and then just kind of petered out. Um, it came out. Everyone's like, "Well, this is really yeah, this is really Breath of the Wild like," and then nobody talked about it ever again. <laughs> follow up, exactly. follow up mm. question. Actually, do you think these guys played Elden Ring and were like, "Shit, we need another year"? Thank you for for taking what I typed in the group chat like a month ago. <laughs> but yes, I I, sta- I stand by the joke that I made a month ago. So I, I do got, believe that. I forgot that you made that joke. It just kind of crossed my mind now. <laughs> I honestly don't think they should be because... playing Elden Ring. They should be making this fucking game. Um, <laughs> maybe that's why. What I do you mean they're sleeping? <laughs> Food? No thanks. You'll eat when it's done. <laughs> Crunch is how you make games take longer to come out. <laughs> so there's this really good game that came out in called Cyberpunk 2077, right? And that worked out so well. Uh, I believe they call that the uh, the Captain Crunch of uh, of video games. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, that's been delayed. We've talked about this for long enough. We're gonna move on. Uh, continuing the bad news train. Uh, someone found some old E3 tweets. It's been cancelled. Yeah, game of Christmas it... is over. We've lost. But uh, twenty COVID minutes won. later, Jeff Keighley came out and said, "Hey, the summer of gaming is gonna be back this year." Of course, was anything Jeff Keighley touches turns to gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he left E three, which is why it went to shit. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised to be honest. What they've been doing the last two or three years is literally like a. Why would would you bother having a big in person event when everyone's just going online anyway? Uh, and yeah, I, I, that, that's that, yeah. that's an interesting point because we've got what state of play is Nintendo Directs and I assume the like mailing list or whatever Xbox does. Yeah, uh, do, do the, we the game still... pass drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do 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 you guys still see there being a need for something like E3 as like a like an in-person trade show? I not specifically in person. It can be a digital event. I just think something like E3 needs to exist to be like this this condensed point where everyone comes together and just go over a week period goes, okay, here's everything that's coming out and uh, uh, to look forward to and make like a big event out of it. When, mm. um, when if you don't have an E3, it just kind of like spreads all over the place and there's no like 
hyper condensed point for the industry to just get together and uh, go, okay, here's what's coming in the holiday period, or here's what we got planned for, for, for next the, year. For the whole industry to come together and collectively shit on Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. And Activision. <laughs> and Activision. Yeah. True. It, it is a shame because there's heaps of stories coming out of like developers that have sort of met and sort of got talking and they've did like joint games or they've been hooked up with like publishers or you just you get a sort of sense of meeting people in person yeah just from like on the trade the only... show that you're missing out on yeah like yeah, that, sora that's, being that's in smash was because sure about. sora being in smash it's because uh, sakurai and someone from um like disney met up at a trade show hmm. isn't that how yeah, kingdom but... hearts got developed like it was the ceo of disney japan and square enix were in like an elevator and like yeah let's make a video yeah because they shared the same building yeah, fucking nuts. There's, yeah, and then now we've got- I, I was going to say I'm I'm curious as to what an indie developer would would like, and the the indie slash non like AAA publishing side of gaming, uh, would I feel like they if they could get into something like E3, uh, would be easier to like network as you say, like meet people, promote all that kind of thing, than ever doing it online where they'd be competing. In a in a in a less fair space, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, they can also make deals to be in like the Nintendo Directs and the Sony stage shows and things like that as well. So they kind of like get the big stage to show off their game. Yeah, if if you see it like online, like up next, you're like, oh, okay, skip. Oh no, sorry. What to to quote the great Steve? I sleep. Yeah. Um, I'll be quite honest with you, fellas. You said something there, Pat, that triggered a. a, a the serotonin in my brain to go off. So I'm looking at Kickstarter at the moment because that's how indie developers get up. <laughs> can we, can we get the, like can we get the, can we get the Kickstarter? Can we play Do you the have Kickstarter something music? to look at before we have the Kickstarter music to go up? I've got a pre-season carbon steel pan. Um, All right. Uh, Pat, Pat hit the, uh, <laughs> hit the uh, Kickstarter intro. I, I, is, is that, is there a Kickstarter? We, we didn't plan this. Is there a Kickstarter intro? What do you mean? You should did I, the last time that we had this? a Kickstarter thing where you've had it like a news report. Oh, no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> the ratings were terrible. They kicked us off the air last week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because they wanted, more, they wanted more Kickstarter. There should be a Kickstarter podcast. It absolutely should not be. Um, you can edit it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can you, know you what, can Steve? host run fifty five fucking dollars fifty five American dollars for that fucking pan for a ten inch pan no save ten dollars no thank you I'll find <laughs> another one sorry, sorry that, fellas I got your hopes up a pre season pan seems... why don't you fucking season my meats myself get fucked let me segue fuck. <laughs> no we're down the Kickstarter please <laughs> I need this Pat please segue <laughs> I will just cut out anything he says from here on. I'll mute my mic, I'll just talk. <laughs> Get up, babe, new Kickstarter draft. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a, a Kickstarter podcast. That sounds unreal. Speaking of unreal, uh, the, the Unreal Engine 5 has been officially released. Oh, well, that was good, that was saved good, it. That was Don't good, worry about it. Kill me, please. So, some of these Kickstarter projects are unreal, but... <laughs> <laughs> It hurts. Unreal Engine. It hurts. Um, Unreal Engine. It's always like I I always find Unreal Engine to sort of be in two parts. They'll release this really sick tech demo, and you look at it and be like, "Wow, that's amazing!" But then it won't like make its way into games because studios will have already been working on projects that have been in the pipeline for like a year or two. But like a year or two from now, we're going to see some sick games. 
Yeah, Do you think um, they'll be able to we beat? might we might no, see sorry. games faster than that because they've been very adamant about saying um, Unreal Engine 4 projects can be ported over to Unreal Engine 5 quite seamlessly. So we might see a lot of things that were being made on Unreal Engine 4 just make the jump now that this is officially released. That'd be cool. Love to see it. I'm very interested. It'd be, I'm very interested as well to see if it's like what the interaction with um, current gen now um, consoles will be. Like, will yeah. Unreal Engine 5 sort of start releasing games when it's like the Xbox Series X Pro comes out? Yeah, um, and also when they first showed off Unreal 5, they showed like a tech demo running on PlayStation 5. And uh, with this event that they just did to say, hey, Unreal 5 is officially released now, um, the Coalition, the Gears of War developers, showed a cinematic test demo for Unreal 5 on Xbox as well, just to show what yeah. that console is capable of doing. Holy fuck, it looks so good. I reckon that's like... Because I even remember back in the PS3 days, Dad would walk in and be like, hey, what are you watching? I'm like, I'm playing a game. He's like, no, you're not. It looks too good for a game. Yeah. It's just gotten like so much better. Like that... That's, that, that's the whole thing, right? It's just like, you know, imagine back, <laughs> back in the before time of like, I don't know, the 90s. And they're like, look at how real these graphics look. And then even now we're like, wow, the PS3 looks great. And now we look at this, we're like, wow, this looks, this looks so realistic. Like, yeah, at, at what point, at what point is it indistinguishable, right? Because like, you're not going to find someone that looks at like pixel art from the 80s and goes, holy shit, that looks just like real life. <laughs> Whereas now it, it almost kind of could. <laughs> yeah, it's very, we're very close. getting closer and closer every year. Yeah, and then and then we just need a studio like Bioware to go, you know, give us the good old reset with Uncanny Valley, and we're like, ah, oh, there we go. Breathe out. Tension broke. Can't wait for Dragon Age sixty nine to be on this. Nice. They um, they've also uh, announced that. Uh, speaking of games coming to Unreal Five, they um uh, drops that a new Tomb Raider is going to be coming as an Unreal Engine Five game. They haven't shown yep, anything uh, for it, but they've just announced that it's happening. Yeah, they've announced that that's a uh, that that's a sign on. Uh, they also said that ooh, I the just Witcher before the next Witcher game. Yep, mm. yep. CD Projekt Red is is signing on to to use Unreal Engine Five. Uh, yeah, super interesting, super cool. If you're into the technical side of game development, which I have a few friends who are, um, yeah, all of the like game engine stuff is always super interesting, and that's there's always some and- like nerd at Unreal that really likes talking about that shit. I'm sure I'm sure there's like articles and and posts and videos about the the more techie aspect of it and not just that just like look at the tech demos they've done just to see what the jump in quality for graphics it's going to be like the stuff they're doing for lighting and uh models and everything is really fantastic mm. i can't wait to get all those weird um pokemon in unreal engine weird demos that go for like oh those are always fun that... the higher the higher yeah. this man sort of projects yeah Nintendo. Yeah. That, that, that never looks it always looks like nightmare fuel. Eventually, it's always hard because it's just a character dropped into uh, store bought assets. Mm. Uh, oh, uh, kind somewhat related. Have you guys seen? Uh, shoot, I I used to know the YouTube channel. There is someone who about six months to a year ago remade the first level of Simpsons Hit and Run in Unreal Engine. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, it it looked. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a pretty game, but you know, it looks like a remaster. It, it was really cool. I haven't anyway, actually seen that myself. Yeah, you, you can just look up um, Simpsons Hit and Run Unreal Engine, you know, remaster. He only did the first level and it's like one guy who did it sort of like, you know, like a YouTube side hobby project type thing. But even that was quite, quite interesting. But 
yeah, super cool. Um, not too much more that we can say about that. Finally, on the list, we have some PlayStation news. Uh, PlayStation Plus, all those changes that were rumored, uh, the different tiers and things, we have that all confirmed. Uh, sucks to be in Australia. Is that the vibe that I got? Uh, yeah, kind of sucks to be in Australia, but also just like in general, I think what they have on offer <laughs> Just in sucks. general. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just sucks to be in Australia in general. <laughs> So I'll I'll use the US prices when I talk about this, but um so let's let's just break it down first. We've got PlayStation Plus Essentials, which is what we're getting currently at PlayStation Plus, where you get your two download games, you get discounts, you get cloud saves, and you get online access. Um ten dollars a month, uh twenty-five dollars quarterly, and sixty dollars a year. Uh then the next up is going to be PlayStation Plus Extra which uh, gives a catalog of about 400 games across PS4 and PS5. That will just be on your catalog. You can play whenever. So basically, um, PS4 and PS5 Game Pass. Uh, that'll be $14.99 a month, $39.99 quarterly, and $99.99 yearly. And then we move on to Premium, which is the worst <laughs> uh, for me at the moment, thinking about it. Um... It adds up to 340 games that are across PS1, PS2, PSP, and PS3 games. Um, PS3 is only through cloud streaming. It's not proper back compat. Uh, PS1, PS2, and PSP, though, you can download those games onto the uh, hard drives or the SSDs and just play off those. Um, and you also get what they're calling time-limited game trials will be offered at this tier which I've got an idea of what that is. I'll get into that in a second. Um, it's $17.99 a month, $49.99 a quarter, and $119.99 a year. Um, because we don't have PlayStation Plus and PlayStation, uh, like streaming services from PlayStation over in Australia, we're going to get something called PlayStation Plus Deluxe, which is that last tier without the PS3 games. Interesting. Yo! <laughs> Interesting, man. As a Game Pass subscriber, I'm I'm shaking. I'm as a, as a Chad Game Pass enjoyer. I'm I literally shaking. I'm so scared right now. I'm, <laughs> I think I'm going to sell my Xbox now just to get ahead of the curve. I, I how much more is this compared to Game Pass? So I've seen this discussion. Well, game Pass is free, right? Right, Steve. Everything you get on Game Pass is free. But like, no, no, you have to pay for Game Pass, but the games on there are free because you're paying for Game Pass. Oh, is that how that worked? So, Crazy. So I've seen a couple of like Twitter threads and I've been talking with friends about like the actual value of it. And with Game Pass, the the value there is because I, I it's well the the retail price I think it's fifteen a month, but because I got it through a VPN through Brazil or something, mine said not to be like eight dollars a month for three years or whatever. Because <laughs> um, fuck paying RRP. Um, meanwhile, everybody else should pay RRP because my my stocks, please. <laughs> they're very sick nice no, no save nice save um, so and, and the thing is with the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate it comes it's on the Xbox it's on my PC as well there's a selection of PC games it's not the full list but it is still like probably 70-80% of the games and there's also cloud streaming as well so technically I can stream games on my phone um, the cloud streaming games it's a bit hit or miss at the moment um, but I did stream a couple of Slay the Spire games um when I was up in Queensland and they did work quite well and I was quite impressed with it. Probably couldn't do any of the action games, but it's it still works. It's still it's still there. Um so essentially like you are paying for I think Game Pass probably 
it's just a bit lower than the highest here of the PlayStation Plus thing. PlayStation yeah, Home. like I was getting the impression that like the price difference wasn't that much. Yeah, but it's at the higher tier. But then you 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 can essentially get it on three different things. Like I can play games on my phone. I can play it on my laptop. I can play it on the Xbox. And there's a couple of like the Game Pass games on PC released before they release on console or are a PC exclusive, like Crusader Kings Three or Age of Empires Four. So that's where like the inherent value is, and I and that's something that I see is that PlayStation model will struggle to fight against. I think it'll eventually happen because I believe PlayStation Now streaming is on PC and things like that. So it'll probably oh, come eventually. Okay. As a streaming, it is. Yeah, you can do remote play from PC and like phone. I mean, yeah. Obviously, yeah. If, if you're playing PlayStation on your phone, it's not going to be excellent. But remote play on PC, I've I've used and it's it's smooth. I didn't have any issues with it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's nice then. Maybe, maybe that's. Yeah. Um... Yeah. It's it says here customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PC. Oh, interesting. Didn't know. Okay, but yeah, there's there's a whole thing like streaming games versus actually if you're downloading them and it's installed. Them. Yeah, and um, that's a big yeah. one for me with the PS3 catalog is like streaming games isn't the answer people wanted they wanted to download it and play it locally and yeah the only ba- the only way they're doing it is through streaming which makes the whole value inherently worse because of that it might as well not exist for a lot of people it doesn't exist for us <laughs> yeah true it's <laughs> like it literally true. doesn't exist for us yeah and don't forget don't forget as well um, they they pretty much said that all of the um, PlayStation first party games aren't coming on launch, which is pretty rough because Xbox yeah. Game Pass has all those like the Halos, Age of Empires, Crusader Kings, all those came out day one. Um, yeah, and we talked about this a little bit last week where uh, they were pretty upfront with the rumors that this wasn't going to happen because yeah, uh, the PlayStation bosses think, and I kind of agree with them, is that um. It, uh, they spend too much money on the single-player games to essentially be giving these away for a subscription price rather than full retail price. Yeah, there probably is merit. Um, I, I probably depends on how much you're spending on them versus how much the actual Does it balance how much subscription there, you are right? getting. Yeah, yeah. If, if if they were treating all their games as live service games like Microsoft currently is with like Halo Infinite and uh, what's not a live service got game. What the fuck are you talking about? Halo is 100% a live service game at the moment. What are you talking about? The it's Battle like Pass a, and everything? It's like a... It, I wouldn't say it's... I mean, that's like the multiplayer section as well. The yeah, the multiplayer like, sections are the live service part. Yeah, but there's the single player, isn't it? It's half a... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Multiplayer is free as well. As, it's arguably two separate fucking games. Um, yeah, but like Halo, Halo is being treated as a live service game with its multiplayer is where I'm coming yeah. from. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And some of the microtransactions are fucking pretty red hot as well. Yeah, um, and it's like if, it, if Sony was doing those i'd see them giving them away for free with the subscription but like something like the last of us 2 i i can completely see them going no we just want to charge retail for this because we spent a lot of money on this and we'd lose so much money if we just did it on the streaming service yeah interesting will that sort of push me into the well i don't think i'll get a well i'll eventually get a ps5 i'll, I'll eventually succumb like the consumer i am but I don't think I'll get a subscription model. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not upgrading to this extra thing. Uh the the other thing I wanted to bring up with this is how they're handling the uh the classics, the PS1 through to uh PSP. 
Yeah, um, good. I was going to bring that up next. Yeah, if they're only being locked behind this service, I am going to scream because that's also what people do not want. They want to just be able to buy these off the store themselves. I, I've bought a bunch of PS1 and PS2 games across the PS3 and PS4 stores. Honestly, I, I, I'll hate it, but I would, I would me- make it a middle ground if I had to buy them again for PS5. But just make them available to buy. I do not want to have to subscribe to this uh, free, uh, PlayStation Plus Premium to get access to the game. I wonder what yeah, games I'll have. I'd be in the same boat. Yeah, I can't wait to see the game list as well. Maybe that might... Yeah, um, it's also they haven't shown anything yeah. for the game list. It's what They just dropped these prices and what they're offering without showing what's on offer. Hmm. Anyway, bit of a bit of a lukewarm reception to uh, the news. I guess we'll sort of have to wait and see how it pans out. Um, Oh, uh, sorry, yeah. there's there's one more thing I wanted to mention here before we wrap up on is. it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're always. Um yeah, so naturally. A premium, they I, I want to I want to uh give a shout out to another podcast I listen to. Uh thank you, Gigaboots, for doing the hard numbers for me. Um this uh, this premium service has three hundred and forty additional games that are across PS1 for the PS3, right? But um uh, Gigaboots went and did accounts, and apparently PlayStation now at the moment has roughly 370 to 380 games that are just PS3. So <laughs> there's a big drop in like what's going to be on offer for this compared to like if you just did a PlayStation now currently. Hmm. Interesting. They're they're probably going to be doing it as a way of like they're holding stuff back and going to start rolling it out to go, here's more value over time. But yeah, they're, they're not just doing a straight up a combination of PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus right now because they're losing a lot of games at somewhere. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I follow. Yeah. That'd be interesting to, to see. Um, anything, any final comments on this from either of you? I'm not getting it. I, I think this is pretty shoddy. Just let me, please let me buy the classics uh, separately. And Sony, come on, sort out PlayStation 3 back with that. Xboros, we're still winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, a, what a sentiment to end it on. Uh, that brings us to the end of the news for this week. Uh, thank you both. Um, audience question for this week. Uh, I, I will do my, do my best to read aloud for the group. Can you do uh, a voice? Oh, can I do a voice? Uh, ooh. Okay, so it's it's Maxwell. Uh, he even says it's Maxwell again. So they they've they've you know clearly clearly been here before. Uh, what sort of voice? What are we what are we what are we thinking of a voice? I reckon he's got a southern drawl. Such. So- <laughs> 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 you're the one guy that goes. You're you're the guy that goes to the fucking improv club and you're just like, hey, how how do I just make this person as as awkward as possible? Pat, I'll make I'm it easy teacher. on you. They have a Kiwi accent. That doesn't help me. <laughs> this might shock you. Not a lot of people think I have a Kiwi accent. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't, can't pick it. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Hey, boys, it's Maxwell again. Uh, firstly, I just want to thank you, Use, uh, for inspiring me to get Elden Ring. I generally dislike Soulsborne games, but after listening to you boys talk about it, I decided to pick it up and have had an absolute blast sinking all my spare time into it. I'm glad. Point. Probably should have had more energy. Uh, which leads me to my question. Has there been a game you originally thought you would dislike only for it to become an amazing game experience for you personally? Keep up the good work, fellas. Steve. 
Oh, Rats, you went to me first. Thank you. Uh, Seth. Uh, so first off, I'm glad that uh, our chat got you into Elden Ring. That's fantastic to hear. And I'm glad that you're enjoying it. To answer your question, uh, surprisingly, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, 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 God. <laughs> when I first saw Kingdom Hearts, I was at the age of like, you know that point as a child where you're like, no, fuck all these, fuck, Dis- uh, fuck Disney, fuck Cartoon Network, I've I'm too mature for that. Get, give and me then, John Halo. Give me, give me guns. Give me blood. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And um, it's like you're just being a stupid kid, and you're like, I trying to move on as quickly as possible from things that you think are for your younger brother, even though you're like eight years old. Shut up, eight year old Seth. <laughs> Go enjoy Disney. Um, but yeah. Uh, after a couple of years after that, I actually gave Kingdom Hearts a try at a friend's house, and I just fell in love with how the game plays and like. I didn't even get to Disney stuff. I was just on Destiny Island and the tutorial area, and I loved everything about those and uh, got the game immediately afterwards and loved every moment of it, and now I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts sucker. What about you, Patrick? Nice. You seem like you like video games. <laughs> I, I am what some might call a gamer. Um, <laughs> I, That's the voice. I, That's the voice. <laughs> That's the voice. That was him. Sorry, was, was Maxwell just on the call? Oh, chills. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, it's, I, it's weird. I don't really have, I, I can't think of any game that I've actively disliked to the point where like, I've, I've been convinced to pick it up. If it's a game that I've disliked, I've gen, generally disliked it. <laughs> there are games that I haven't cared about that I've been made to care about and then have really enjoyed. And for me, the most recent one is Elden Ring because I really didn't give a shit about it <laughs> in, in any, in any form. Um, until. I think everyone on the planet all told me to buy it, uh, and so I did, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, so kind of a similar uh, similar experience there. Um, i trying to think. There, there was one other that was in a similar vein. Oh, uh, it's not one that I've played, but it's one that I suspect will, will be the case. Uh, I got made to play the first couple, uh, about the first hour, I think, of Outer... Oh, shoot. Outer Wilds? The, fan. the not Fallouty one. Yeah, out of worlds, fantastic game, fan, fucking fantastic. Yeah. So oh. I, I just mm-hmm. did not gel with the first hour. I just, I didn't like it. I was falling asleep trying to play it, uh, and and my friend was like really trying to get me into it because they they really enjoy the game. I suspect that if I come back to it, I will actually enjoy it if I play it on my own terms. That that's one that is coming up in my in my list of things next to play. Uh, and I suspect that that'll be one of those cases where I disliked the first hour, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure I will really enjoy the game. It's got everything that people tell me I like about games. Uh, but no, I can't think of any that I've actively disliked and then been, and then been talked into. Uh, Steve, you given it any more thought? Yeah. Uh, so so uh, I keep going back to um, Faster Than Light because I, one of my mates was telling me about this when that first day came out. Um, and I'm like, no, I've looked up like a review and a couple of like gameplay videos. I'm like, this game looks fucking shit. And then, of course, as these things do, literally three days later, it went on sale for like 85% off. And then my friend was like, well, I'm not going to buy you the game, but if I leave my card here, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> thing. I'm like, yeah, cool. What a good friend. <laughs> yeah. $20,000 later, and now I own my own house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit, you're a homeowner? Get on the guillotine. Oh shit! Um, no, it's different. Owning's different. Being landlord. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So and so I ended up um, getting it. I mean, I played it, and literally, like, I played for like two hours, and I'm like, hmm, I'm shit at this game. I'm not playing it. 
Then literally, like, 12 months later, uh, I just picked it up again for no reason. And I'm like, wow, I love this game. This is fantastic. And that's probably one of my all-time favorite games. Um, another game is probably in a similar sort of vein is um, Game Dev Tycoon, and that's just a... I don't even know what you call it. Like, it's essentially a numbers go up That's a tycoon game. game. Yeah, it's a tycoon game, but it's a... It's obviously a, like a, it's a shittier tycoon game because there's no real... You're just sort of putting in a bunch of things to make the numbers go up. Um, wait, wait, you, you don't actually develop the game? No, you do, but it's like you just sort of put weird genres together and there's some weird algorithm, so some things don't work well and some things do. It's, it's, it's a really good game. I really do like it. Um, but for the sake of this story, when I because someone told me to get it, so then I ended up like pirating it and it's got like anti-pirating software so you can only get it like halfway through it before it literally like throttles you and your games don't sell any, anymore. Oh, I fucking love when games yeah. do that. Yeah, <laughs> it, they don't sell anymore because everyone's pirating good. the game and I'm like, what the fuck is it? why is everybody pirating my game? I'm like, oh, fuck it. And then I looked in the mirror. Um, so then I actually and you did, were the pirate. Yeah, it was just me with. So this is One Piece game coming out, right? Um, and that's about pirate. Um, but yeah, anyway. So a then good yeah, pirate I, doesn't steal. What? <laughs> what don't worry. It's 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 a caption from somewhere. Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, it's like a Dora the Explorer reference or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so then I ended up did buy um, Game Dev Tycoon, and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic once I got past the, that point of no return. But then at the same time, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to say. It's like you don't really know you dislike something um, yeah, until you dislike that's, it. That's kind of what I'm struggling with. There was one. So Josh recommended me I play CrossCode last year. Um, and oh, I, because Josh recommended it to you, you disliked it, and you were right? I, I thought it was a like, shit game. We it's a very Josh game, but like I played like probably like eight to ten hours of it, and I'm like, this is not for me. Like it's, it's not very good. Um, and I'm not a big fan of like dropping games without finishing them, but I dropped it. I'm like, I can't do it. Pretty fucking shit. Um, so that's your call out, Josh. Stop recommending me games. <laughs> <laughs> I I think uh, the 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 variation of the question that I can answer more fully is games that I've disliked because I've been overwhelmed. Not because I didn't like the game, I just didn't fucking get it. I just had no idea what was going on. Because uh, that's how I got into Warframe and Monster Hunter, was just being absolutely just slammed with information for like an hour or two, and everyone else that had some kind of experience to it, like experience with it before me going, oh no, you know, it's, it's just like that. You'll, you'll, you'll get over it. Uh, and then I went on to really enjoy Monster Hunter, probably too much, uh, and quite enjoy Warframe. Well, enjoyed Warframe for for while I played that um, as well. So for me, it was more being overwhelmed than disliked. But I can't think of any games that I've played that have been actively bad. There are games that I wouldn't play again, but I didn't dislike them. They're just not great. Hey, maybe we should do a list of all the games that we've hated over the years. Seems like it would really bring the energy down. No, but we just literally spend like two hours just dogpiling shit games. How good would that be? But you don't want to dogpile Final Fantasy XV with me. What do you mean? That's a good game. Why would we be talking about that? <laughs> because it's and a bad game. It's a shit continues. game. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a great game. What are you talking about? Get out of here. Final Fantasy XIV. Fine. No, I, that's I'm leaving. Game. It's about time we wrapped up the podcast. <laughs> what a uh, great segue. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, to Maxwell for that question. Uh, if anyone else out there has a question they would like us to answer, get in touch. We are... Uh, at Fast Travel Lounge on uh, Twitter, minus one of the L's. We are on Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge. And you can 
uh, email us, you know, that, that old-fashioned uh, mailbag, uh, lounge at gmail.com. Uh, if you like what you've been listening to, feel free to give us whatever the equivalent of a like, follow, subscribe, star rating, review, you know, pick, it's, it's like a, it's, it's like a, uh, a choose your own adventure. Um, find the right word in that list, uh, and, and do that. <laughs> um, uh, it really helps us out. Uh, uh, for next week, any, anything coming up that, uh, that we can tease other than all of the, the shit that we teased earlier on, uh, Seth? Uh, Ace Attorney... Uh, I might talk a little bit about Monarch if I finally start that this weekend. And, yeah, probably those. And if Josh is around, then more Pokemon talk. Steve? Um, I don't know. Um, it was my birthday the other day. Happy birthday to me. Big flex. Um, and my partner got me Elden Ring. Oh my god, I knew there was a segment we forgot. We forgot Fast Travel Lunch birthdays. Fuck, I'm so sorry. Oh. No, it's fine. I've, I've already gotten everything I wanted just to hang out with you fellas. Um. Uh-huh. But yeah, my partner got me a, well, she got me a nice bathrobe that I'm wearing at the moment for Fast Travel Lounge After Dark. And she also got me Elden Ring as well, <laughs> which is quite good because I just um, finished my second playthrough of um, Dark Souls. So um, I'm a tiny, I wouldn't say burnt out, but it's like I was um, looking forward to playing something else, but I'm looking forward to playing Elden Ring even more. That, so, so cannot wait to get into that and be like, hey, have you guys heard of this Elden Ring game? <laughs> Three weeks to look. No, tell me about it. I can't wait. Um, she got me the physical copy as well, so I was just saying that just to make Josh angry. Um, <laughs> the man hates his physical goods. It's, it doesn't matter. It's silly, Josh. <laughs> Take that. Imagine yeah. not having a collection of uh, video games up on your wall. What would you trade into? Imagine e- not even not even being here with the boys to defend himself. <laughs> what would you trade into EB Games for um, three cents and a? Half-used Pokemon card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it for me. Oh, and also Last of Us. Um, I'll probably play the DLC for number one and then I'll jump into number two, which will be very fun. Awesome. What about uh, you, Pat? What are you getting up to? to that. What's the host getting up to? Just doing hosting things? <laughs> um, I don't know. Tiny Tina's are slowly winding down, but the problem is that my, my fallback at this point would be to continue playing Elden Ring because I do kind of want to finish that and I haven't yet, but that's... That's a slog I'm not sure I'm ready for. Uh, I've got things on the on the back burner that I want to uh, continue with slash start. Uh, like, you know, I mentioned Outer Wilds, but uh, Deathloop I picked up and still haven't haven't played properly oh, yet. Oh, cool. Um, also, uh, Disco Elysium I, I picked up while on sale and haven't played. Uh, Bro, what so... the fuck? I picked that up in a sale for Xbox like two weeks ago. What the fuck? Get out of my head. Oh, wait. I mean, I was using your credit card. It was probably the one that you picked up. What do you mean? It would have bounced. I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> I said the last of it on uh, Fast Traveler. So, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> you spent it all buying your own birthday. You, you bought Elden Ring for yourself, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't even have a partner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my medicine today. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so I, I have a few things that I, I could do. I, I actually just have no idea what I will do, but I'm sure I'll find something to talk about. Anyway, uh, I have been Patrick. Uh, this this has been uh, Seth and, and Steve. Uh, Thank you for listening to, to episode 18. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Happy birthday to all us Aries. Sign of the fire, baby.